Hey everybody, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Greg Piatelli. We are one week from baseball and we are trying to stay sane. We talk about a bunch of different stuff. We talk about baseball being close to being back. We talk about hockey being two weeks away. We talk about the schedule that came out for hockey. We talk a little basketball. We talk a lot of golf. We talk about the fiasco with the broadcast at the end of last week. We talk about the celebrity tournament. We talk about Tiger being back. It was a lot of fun to record. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Obviously, we packed a lot in this one for you, so enjoy. But as always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Search The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. And join our Facebook group, the Bullpen Cart Podcast Group. Be a part of the conversation. We are doing our Baseball is Back full preview next week. I'll be collecting questions for you guys to submit in. So you definitely want to be a part of the group so that you can be a part of the next podcast. But enjoy this episode, guys. This one was a lot of fun to record. And here we go. Welcome to this episode of the podcast here on the Bullpen Card Podcast feed, presented by ThunderblogSports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, and joining me, making his triumphant return, the man, the myth, the legend, all the way up from Boston, it is my man, Greg Piatelli. How are you, my friend? I mean, I love the energy. I, I the, hype, the hype train is real. Um... And I have the trolling of a certain fiance whom we'll talk about later on in the show has already begun. So <laughs> we'll have to get a, a pod with uh, myself and a certain fiance at some point so we can just say it to each other's faces. Although I feel like that might be the beginning of the end of our relationship. <laughs> no, she, uh, she always gets a well, little heated in, the, in those arguments and then she says you're dead to me, but then... You're never dead to her. So you'll be all right. <laughs> we'll get to it, though. You sound, like, you sound like you're speaking from experience. Uh, she's never said it to me, but she said it to other people. So I have, uh, I've seen gotcha. it before. Yeah. Seen it in action. By the way, that's a little, that's we, in the biz, we call that a tease for later in the show. To yeah. People, keep people coming. <laughs> so we will get to that. But we got to start with it, Greg, because we are now officially one week away. We'll probably be in about the third inning of the opening night game between the New York Yankees and the Washington Nationals. Greg, baseball is almost back. How are you feeling about it? Hashtag not going to watch the New York Yankees play. So the real opening... You're going to watch the first baseball game? The real opening day will be the next day for me when the Red Sox play. (laughs) All right, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting for sure, and I think baseball is a sport in which it's 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 tough because on the one hand, you can be social distance with, with how far apart everything is, but on the other hand, you think about they're all touching the ball, you're thinking about, you know, how much they spit, whether it's sunflower seeds or just saliva or chewing tobacco or whatever it may be. Um, so to me, it's interesting to see where and how they go and how they 
keep a distance because like i said again just based on their position on the field there's very few interactions like human on human um except for the one baseball but uh, i'm sure hopefully they will do something to to get that um jordy you seem uh do we need to pause no no no, no we're all good the video i can see your face you look like something just happened. So I have a, a fantasy draft going on on another screen. Uh, I just took Mookie. Is he hurt? Uh, he was at he did the inter squad game the other day. Yeah, I thought so. Somebody said make sure to draft Severino after I took Mookie bets. So I was a little confused at that. So I was googling something quick. Uh, but no, we're all good. I mean, I agree with you. Um, I think we'll be all right with what baseball does. I mean, they've been playing the inter squad games like you mentioned. Um, yeah, the, the, everybody touches the ball thing is probably the biggest concern, but I don't know. Well, I mean, I think there's that, that there's going to be a number of different, number of different protocols that get put into, into place. And we've had the, what is that? 56 page document that has all this different stuff of trying to, trying to stay safe. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. I mean, a lot more person to person contact happens in other sports and, and we've seen it so far with how, soccer has been going on and, and players have been up in each other's faces about that. Even when they're just shit talking versus bumping body, body contact basketball, they pass the ball frequently, unless your name is James Harden. Um, but you know, it'll be, it, it'll just be really intriguing to see what ends up happening, but I'm, I'm incredibly excited for it to happen. Yeah. And, and we can talk about basketball more because they have the TBT, the, the, the basketball tournament that went on that, um, or is currently going on. I'm not sure where it is, but they were successful in what in the bubble and all that nonsense. So I think the biggest challenge, especially baseball, is they're the only sport that is traveling city to city. Yeah, they're keeping it quote unquote local by sure. keeping all the East Coast teams together and but it's still like people in the north or teams in the northeast traveling to Florida, which, you know, is just getting their first wave versus and again, Florida teams coming up here, bringing the first wave with with them, or you know, again, let's to the one and pick... a half wave. No, because I, I don't. <laughs> well, without being a scientist, but I don't think they ever really got the first wave. To be honest, oh, my opinion. All right, but, that, but I got pretty serious. But no, no, no. But the, the the point is that, like, going back to it, I just think that without being in a bubble and and charter flights and whatever and the ability of players to like leave hotels and you know are they going to limit them when they're spending three days in new york or you know what's sort of the protocol on the road if you will no it's definitely a a huge concern and that was when this all got announced they were going to do this the season was in place that was definitely my first big criticism of this of doing the team to team or the city to city traveling that way um, is not the smartest move for exactly what you just said. <clears throat> I don't know if they felt backed into it because they were really trying to do the bubble in Florida and Arizona where the spring training sites are and everything blew up in their faces. Um, I don't know why they couldn't try to find somewhere else that is some sort of major baseball complex, like how Major League Soccer is using the wide world of Disney. Find something that, that is similar to that. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but that's a, that's probably the biggest thing in who's traveling, bringing, bringing around what is uh, probably of the biggest concern. 
Yeah, and and this we can talk about it more later. But the larger point is, if all these, you know, all these champions, right? Is this technically um, like should there be an asterisk next to these? You know, like is do these count? I think no with hockey and basketball. I don't. I mean, we'll get to football and all that stuff. Um, I don't. You know. With baseball, it's tough. I don't think there'll be an asterisk with a championship or an MVP. Um, Matt and I pondered this last week of, of would there be with any sort of record, which still is, you know, really would be an average or anything like that. Someone batting 400 would be, it's still really hard to do because it's two months and how often have we seen somebody do that by the end of May? Um, but yeah. But again, I, let's, let, let's say someone gets hurt and only plays a month. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair, you know, and, but like, wasn't it when Melky Cabrera got popped for steroids? He was still the batting champion, but they figured out some way to lower his batting average so that he wasn't the batting champion. Mm. There's some like stipulation with that that Major League Baseball has in place. Yeah, I feel like baseball always does that. Yeah, they have like yeah, they have weird shit like that. I'm I'm pretty sure that happened. In, I think it was like 2011 or 2012. He got popped for steroids, got taken out. He was the he was leading the NL batting title. I think he was still in the National League, at that, or he was in the National League at that point. But then Major League Baseball found some way to like add it bats or something so that his batting average got lowered or said he got put into it. I don't know. They flubbed something around, but it was pretty crazy. Uh, that's fair. I mean, that's a, that's a fair point. If somebody gets COVID, if somebody something happens, you know, and there's a there's a batting average out there. But I feel like too the the being qualified for a batting title. I feel like that. That pro like the percentages of that, they're like missing even one game is much more of a significant miss to the grand total. Of, you know, for a batting title, for qualifying for really anything, and or qualifying for pitching stats, any anything like that. Yeah, I, and that's the, I don't know, it, that's the tricky part. But I guess at the same time, like you could argue that the guys back in the day had had war. Like war broke out, right? Like, and and those seasons were cut short, or or they, you know, you think about Ted Williams fought in both world wars, you know, like if he had played those two years, would he have finished with a career batting average, you know, what it was, or would it have been lower, high, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, so I guess you can't really, I guess in my opinion, you can't do that for stats and and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think baseball, you know. Do they wear masks the whole time? How often are they switching the balls? Um, what? You know, are they are they everyone's doing a, a mandated everyone's doing a DH? Are they allowing? Is it still the 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 thirty seconds and and two mount or six mound visits per nine? Like, are, are all the rules the same? Are they bending the rules? I think there's a learning curve for them. Certainly, yeah. I mean, so. That's a pretty good segue. Some players have announced they're going to wear masks. Didi Gregorius came out either yesterday or today. We're recording this on thir- on uh, Thursday night. Of saying that he's going to wear it, he you know doesn't feel comfortable. He has some pre-existing conditions. Decided that he wants to wear a mask, and I think that's going to become a more popular trend. It is something where they are traveling around. There is the possibility you don't know where you've been in different cities and all that good stuff, and you don't know what what other people have if you're you know playing shortstop and going to cover second base a guy slides in maybe there's contact you know you you want to try to limit yourself to as much liability or as little liability as possible right and that's the i guess 
players why they're opting out and taking their own health and precaution into their hands, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and it's more than acceptable that any of these people are opting out and deciding to do all this sort of this this sort of stuff. I mean, that's their that's you know their prerogative. They're getting paid, which is important. After all this stuff that we talked about on, on a number of podcasts, of uh, they're actually getting paid and all this good stuff. You know, it, I'm I'm fine with it. If you want to opt out, that that is your prerogative. By all means, go do it. Yeah, I mean, I feel it, and and we'll get into the team previews next week and all that stuff. Oh yeah, certainly exciting. Certainly, you know, after basically having only golf for a month, which is great in its own right, but it you know it's only limited to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you pay for X, Y, and Z subscription service and yeah, you want to just jump blah, blah, into blah. that of how last week ended? Yeah, but, but no, I just wanted to say, you know, it's it's exciting to get sports that are um, beyond golf. And, and uh, I guess the interesting thing will be to be like how much crowd noise, pumping it in and, and playing music and all that stuff, how will it be affected or how will it affect a game and, and how important are those things in the long run for for teams. So that's a really good point. Uh, some places have done it. Some channels have done it in terms of pumping and crowd noise. Uh, I say that because if you watch the MLS is back cup on ESPN, there's no crowd noise, but this other Spanish language channel that had, that uses the SAP button to have the English commentators. This is how we've watched some of the MLS is back cup, Greg, uh, they pump in crowd noise, but it also, you know, would major league baseball do it a and B something they are doing. The Oakland A's announced it first, but more and more teams have jumped in on this. The cardboard cutouts. I mean, talk about mm. literal bleacher creatures. The A's have announced if your cutout gets hit, you get the foul ball. I think this is a genius idea. What is your thought on it? It's tough because, to me, it's a way for them to, quote-unquote, make money at a time when, oh, pay us however much money sure. to have a, a cardboard cutout of you sitting in the stands. Yeah, I think it's cool if, if a foul ball hits your thing. That's a good idea and a good way to incentivize people to actually pay to have a cardboard cut out of themselves in it. But, you know, it's just frustrating when you see a team like the Yankees or the Red Sox who have, and the Dodgers who have unlimited bankroll doing dumb stuff like that because like they don't need the money, you know, like that's the, I guess that's me being on the side of the players in the league versus owners. Yeah. And no, no, it's, it's totally fair to say that there's, you know, these thoughts of trying to come up with creative ideas to make money when there is a, a number of different things out there. You know, people, you know, there are people out there that still aren't employed, all this good stuff. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, I like creativity and, and the ingenuity idea of it. I know it, you know, there definitely is that, that idea of that. There's some way of trying to recoup the millions, if not billions of dollars. They, you're losing at the gate and with people not coming in, buying beers, food, souvenirs, all that sort of stuff. I think it's just a, a unique idea to, to try to try to, you know, have fun with it and be engaging with the fans. So I get that aspect of it, of, of we're in the middle of a pandemic and economic crisis, all this sort of stuff. But I don't know. It, it's at least they're trying to be fun with it, I guess, is, is where I'm coming from with it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and yeah, it's a good way, I guess, to get fan engagement up and like, oh, look, look for my cutout and get the larger idea and premise. But sure. I don't know. Anyway, um, moving on. What, what was what were we talking about? What was the next you, you transitioned? What was it? Uh, you want to talk about how golf ended this past weekend? You alluded to it. 
It was not good. You don't. You didn't like it. Well, the the tournament itself was great. You couldn't watch it. Right, because of the rain delay, and they uh, they ended up showing it later in the afternoon. So give the backstory for the people who who didn't watch or are not as familiar with golf. So what Greg is alluding to with the rain, they pushed up the start of the tournament, and they've done this a couple different times, where they push up starts and. If they know it's going to rain in the afternoon. Yeah, they know it's going to rain in the afternoon. They did it when Tiger won the Masters last year. They pushed it up, but CBS isn't going to fucking do that with the Masters. Uh, But they did it this past weekend. And they have all this different stuff on television of, you know, who's, you know, these rules of what's going on. And basically the tournament's being played. The, if you, and Greg alluded to it, if you had certain packages you were able to watch this live talk about pay, having to pay for stuff behind paywalls and all the stuff in in the the era of covid um and it was an incredible playoff colin morikawa ends up winning he and justin thomas are sinking bomb putts but they have to show it late it's like when the olympics are on a tape delay it's it's wild to me that this kind of stuff you can't figure out how to put it live especially in the time of COVID when there's nothing else on television except mm-hmm. for fight Island for the UFC and the MLS is back cup, at least on North American soil. Uh, I mean, I know there's like European soccer and stuff like that, but there's nothing else on right now. Golf is going to like with all the sports coming back in August, golf is going to need to try to figure some shit out to like keep eyeballs somewhat on it. And this is not a good idea for it. Especially since like their major tournaments are all in the fall. So like really for them, like this is their la- last big tournament because August starts their FedEx cup, which is like technically the playoffs and they lose like a lot of players. And so it's, it's kind of not that now is the time for them to like take advantage of the audience they have, but it like, this is their shot, right? This is their opportunity. And, and to, to not put golf on because of, well, I guess that's on CBS, you know, what, what can, professional golf really do in that situation yeah it's, it's pretty crazy and I, I just looked it up so the tournament the fedex cup playoffs still start on august 20th at tpc boston for the northern trust um and then the bmw is at olympia fields great course east lake hosts the the tour championship and september 7th uh and and you kind of alluded to it that the the majors are all after the fedex cup ends so, like, the Masters count... There's going to be two Masters tournament champions that get these mega amount of points for the FedEx Cup for 2021, which is pretty crazy because normally they do the wraparound schedule and all that sort of stuff. Ryder Cup's already pushed back a year, um, which actually is good. It gives them a break. If there's no fans there, you know, that's fine. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so they have a month to try to continue to, to bring people in before that really happens. And, you know, the, the big golf fans are going to go watch it and, and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, that's great and everything. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'll have it on, flip between baseball and, and the golf and all that good stuff. But, like, if you're trying to draw in these these new eyeballs to golf, we talked about this last week with Bryson DeChambeau being a crazy person, yelling at the cameraman and all that stuff. You know, that's good for golf because it brings a conversation around it. But, like, this is terrible for it. And I don't know. I, I like telling people about the tour that it's entertaining. There's crazy personalities out there. Brooks Kepka does a really good job by – you know, being pretty good on social media, fucking Phil Mickelson is the best at it with the dropping bombs and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, this stuff just isn't good because Maury Cow is a young stud who really could be a great face for the PGA Tour for the next however many years, as is Justin Thomas. I know he's he's been in the in 
the uh, I almost said the bigs on the PGA Tour for a few years now, but he's still super young, um, younger than us. But you know, he it's just it's crazy to me that you wouldn't figure out a way to even if you're showing the tape delayed coverage to be like, hey, listen, here's what happened in reality because you can Google it and see it on either ESPN, Yahoo, wherever you get your sporting news and see they're in a in a playoff. Say, hey. You know, we're going to show you the rest of the tournament after we show, cut live to the to the playoff. I don't know why they couldn't just do that. Yeah, and, and it's funny because golf is in such a unique time because you have some all-time great golfers in terms of the conversation. Obviously not the like Tiger and, 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 you know, he's obviously in the conversation of greatest of all time, but – in terms of like Rory being a top 10, depending on how his career ends, being a top 10 golfer of all time. And, and you could argue with the majors and what, what Brooks does the rest of his career and DJ. I mean, obviously those are long shots, but my point is that you finally have a healthy tiger and he's chasing all these records, right? You have all these young, talented studs or what look to be studs like Justin Thomas and now this new crop of more Cowan and Hovland and Wolf and Bryson. And you have all these sort of sheltering in the new wave of golfer, if you will. And this is almost the, this is their moment because there's no other sports going on. And this is the time for them to build up that that rhetoric of of like i said being in a transition of okay tiger yes is 40 something but guess what he's still chasing records he's still tiger woods he's still a chance to win every time he goes out there and we also have john rom who's 25 we have justin thomas who's 27 we have you know all these other studs who are just as good and will be just as good and building up personalities yeah, I di- I completely agree with you on that. Of no, you just said it all. It's uh, it's yeah, I just, uh, yeah. I just well, I mean, it, so anyways, for that for for That's you last can't, week. but you can't really blame golf. I guess is the is 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 the PGA. I should say, like, what are they supposed to do? Say, like, tell CBS, hey, no, do it our way. You know, like, what can they do? I guess is my larger point. Yeah, I get. Well, they like have like PGA Tour Live and all that sort of stuff, and that's free. You can jog on there. I mean, why, why don't they say, "Hey, if you want to watch this on tape delay, watch it here," but the live stuff is on PGA Tour Live. You don't even need to spoil it. Well, PGA Tour Live does do that, don't they? Uh, they have like featured groups and stuff like that. So, so it's funny because you mentioned the Masters, and the reason why the Masters didn't happen with them last year because they very much are like, well, they control everything. Well, they're also like, all right, you're not going to stream it. Guess what? We have our own site. We're just going to do it on our own website. And, and like, they tell CBS the business. Yeah, exactly. Versus... They, they control everything there. Right. And they're like, all right, dude, you don't want – okay, you want to be a tape related? Guess what? People can watch for free on our website. No problem. Yeah, guess what? And, I mean, NBC, what, hey, how you doing? You want you want some golf coverage? Now they have the U.S. Open back. But you want the Masters? Here you go. <laughs> That's probably yeah, what and, they, did, they and, can do to CBS. Right, and that's the best part about the Masters Week is that, you know, here you and I are, I don't know, you know, in our queue or whatever random fan in our queue being like, all right, let me sit here and watch the Masters for free because no other golf tournament allows me to watch on a Thursday, Friday because it's not televised on TV. Yeah, it's uh, you know, 
it's nuts. But so week two now, we're into the actual Memorial Tournament at Muirfield Village. For those that don't know, the tournament last week and the tournament this week played on the same course. Last week they uh, kept the greens a little slower, the uh, the rough a little a little thinner. Now it's you know it grew a little bit. They just didn't cut it. The Memorial Tournament itself, uh, some people call it the sixth major Jack's tournament. And day one, we have Tiger Woods in the field. Tiger Woods came out hot, Greg. You see any of the highlights? Yeah, he uh, birdied the first hole he played and birdied the last hole he played. Yes, he did. Really wish I had placed a bet on if Tiger would birdie his first hole or not, but uh, that would have been a real degenerate shorty move. It was like plus like 200 or something. But you see his one shot where he just fucking vacuumed it back towards the hole, did a little knockdown shot and just right at it. I mean, it's. I did see that. It's uh, it's impressive to think that he's still one of the best or an elite at at his current abilities and age. And and think about, yeah, he's the greatest you could argue of all time, or is the greatest of all time, in my opinion. But think about where he was two years ago, five years ago, sure. right? And and the f- how many back surgeries and knees and. People argue his body broke down because of steroids, but that's not me. Other people argue yeah, that's that. Other people. That's other people. I'm not. I'm not one of those either. But I mean, so this is this is something pretty crazy. So Tiger Woods has never missed the cut at this tournament, the Memorial. He's played it however many rounds. I think that's a huge part of it. I mean, course management is obviously one of the biggest names of the game in golf. But however many rounds you play, you kind of know those tricks and trades. Obviously, there's a ton of skill involved in being elite on the PGA Tour, and Tiger still has it. But it's it's also this level of just you walk on there if you know like if you like you and I are nowhere even close to it to being considered to be like really good golfers but like I feel like I have I have a number that if I shoot it that I see it I like there's like a wave of confidence that fill that fills up my body that I'm like I got this fucking thing and I can hit it and I think I hit it really good but it's like probably like a meh shot on the PGA tour like a pro, tour pro would be pit, pissed off that that he put it on the green, but he's like 30 feet away. I'm pretty pumped because I knew I had that distance down. You know what I mean? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that's just Tiger walking out on this course, having played it and won the Memorial however many times that he's done it, never missed the cup before, so he knows how to play, and boom, he's got it done. Right. Difference between being happy you hit the green and them being like, oh, pissed off they hit the green but because they're 50 feet away versus if you and I hit a green, we'd be like, all right, pumped. At least I'm putting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't have to worry about chipping. I'm not in the sand. I didn't put in that water that's over there. I didn't lose a ball. We're just right. happy about that. I didn't throw a club at someone else's private country club. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that out loud? <laughs> um, well, anyway, anyway. So do you have any next... predictions for the weekend? Or I guess we still have to see who makes the cut. But uh, any bold thoughts that you want to throw out now? I don't know. I, it's There's so many big names that are at the at, – within striking distance it, it's just pri- i feel like it's prime for one of those like battles and then all of a sudden you get a gary woodland winning the u.s open right sure. it's just pri- i mean he's winning he's leading right now but i mean i, I can see Fino. um yeah, but he, he had a fucking day man he's due too. remember how many t2s he had over the last two years yeah and he's i mean he, he shot eight birdies today and and two bogeys but yeah, he. Um, it's tough to pick the day one leader as your as your bold prediction, but realistically, let's say bold prediction. 
Uh, I'm going to say Rory. I'm going to say. <laughs> Fucking love Rory, it. Rory's four bag right now. But anyway. I love it. I'm a big Rory guy. I, uh, you know, I'm always rooting for him. I'd love to see Finau. Love to see Hovland turn it around. He had a he had a good start to his day and then just kind of fell apart in the back nine. But uh, he's had a couple. I mean, he's been lights out since the tour came back. Um, Wolf has been too. Obviously, he got close a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be fun. It's the Memorial is always a great tournament. It's kind of one of it's you know for the big golf crowd. It's it goes the players is the fifth. The Memorial is kind of considered the sixth. Um, at least in you know my mind and, and from you know, different podcasts and pe- you know golf people I read, um, but yeah, it's always a fun tournament though. I feel like because it's usually during it's you know usually kind of that what um, NBC calls the championship season. You know the May June that whole window. Uh, I feel like it kind of goes under the under the radar because the basketball playoffs are usually heating up, Stanley Cup playoffs are heating up. So uh, you know I'm glad that it at least gets some spotlight right before baseball comes back and then. Basketball comes back in two weeks, hockey right after that. So it's going to, you know, it's uh, like you said, it's one of golf's real last opportunities to uh, grab some new viewers. Yeah, and if, if you're asking me to be honest, I'm really looking forward to hockey more than anything else. Um, they're back in training camp, and they're probably the Boston team that has the best chance of winning. So so where do you want to start You want with hockey? You want to do award talk? You want to do what you've seen at training camp so far since there's a billion highlights? Good on the NHL of putting like a, or at least of the teams uh, of putting like a billion highlights from camp out. I've never been so excited to see fucking hockey players run drills in my life. <laughs> Doesn't bring you back to your playing days? Yeah, th- thirds hockey at Berkshire where we're fucking trying to do the three man weave, and there's the one kid that can't can't skate and hitting the boards. Yeah, those were uh, <laughs> those were the days, Greg. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I. I uh... <laughs> I think it's I'm more excited because we got so far in the season, right? It's it's we we made it, and this allowed them like they got a new CBA, so now they're going back to the Olympics, and you know they resolved a lot of issues that that this time off essentially like helped the players, and and it's tough because you think about you think about a season, you think about in any sport, right? A lot of winning is who's playing well at the right time, but also who stays healthy. And it's never really the quote unquote best team wins because guess what? The best team uh, talent wise is necessarily the the healthiest team. Yeah, sure. And it's one of those things. A lot of teams got healthy. So that's, that's my point is that this break allowed all these teams to get healthy. And like a team like Tampa Bay, who, realistically probably got better from last year and they, they broke all sorts of records in the regular season for their thing last year, but Stamkos was injured for a lot of the year. And there's a reason why Boston was so far ahead of them because they had injuries, but guess what? Everyone's healthy now. To me, I feel like they're the team to beat in the East because of just their talent and, and how many years in a row they've come out like flying before the season starts. Right. Yeah. That's such a really good point too, because you're right that like, it was one thing or the other. Somebody got hurt. Vasilevsky peaked too early, or last year were just everything buckled underneath them with you know just the unreal season they had. Kucherov having more points than they did, I think, is what ended up happening with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's gonna be nuts to see how this fucking thing turns around. Um, I don't know. I 
I like their odds. I mean, I, I was pretty, pretty high on, on your Bruins' train. I think, uh, you know, it's, I still will stay on the board of, of saying that it's unfortunate that you got that the, or not you got, not you, but that the Bruins got kind of hosed and having this whole, um, idea of, of, you know, playoff seeding in this round robin tournament instead of something being like, I don't really like what the NBA did with, with having these games count as regular season, but like having it, I don't know, like throw the points into like the points percentage to like almost give the Bruins it. But then I guess the Bruins wouldn't have anything to play for, which, you know, we talked about this when they first announced it of, of are the teams that are getting the, the buy through the, uh, through the round robin, are they at a disadvantage? So I don't know. I mean, as you, you as a Bruins fan, are you, do you feel screwed if you go two and one and Tampa Bay goes three and oh, and you get the two seed? No, because they're not reseeding, right? So they are reseeding. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like you get the two seed and you're playing whoever the seven seven ten right. is. Right. Right. So orig- so originally I thought they weren't going to reseed. No, they're so... reseeding everything. So if like if the the no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. If the Rangers win and the Penguins win, then the Rangers play whoever the top seed is. They would not play the the um I think they're the eleven, but they they would not play whoever the uh, the three seed would be. I think I'm more frustrated because of. And you as a Flyers fan should see this as well. I'm less concerned about the seeding one through four because realistically the Bruins would have to have played, you know, they've played Toronto the last two years who have been the third best team behind the Bru- – it's been Tampa, Boston, Toronto, and then whoever else comes out of the Capitals division. Um, those have been the three best teams in the East, so they've always played the second be- or the third best team in the East the last two seasons. So, like, realistically – the first round matchup has always been tough for them. So I'm less worried about that. By the way, thank you for not letting that dig get in without you even realizing. But um, I'm I more, have a response. I, I'm, more worried be, I'm more worried because the first round, these teams are going to go, let's say they go five games. That's two extra games of getting your legs under yeah. you. That's two extra games of not only getting your legs underneath you, but playing at such a high clip and a high level versus we talked about it again, those, those three games, exhibition games between the top four teams, you know, you're just out there not to get hurt. Maybe you play a backup goalie one, one or one of the three games, you know, especially oh, yeah. if you go, if you're locked into your position through two games, you're definitely playing your backup goalie in the third one. And, and realistically, like, I mean, the Bruins have arguably one of the best backup goalies in all of hockey in Halak and, you know, you could argue they play him for they do Tuka Halak Tuka. You know, I think that'd be interesting to see. To see, you know, are these goalies in in playoff form? Will they be able to go a seven game series without a day off? You know, that I think is a bigger or a big point that people aren't really. Well, the media is not talking about. It. I'm sure the coaches, coaching staff is talking about it. But sure, to me, I think that's another thing that needs to be thought about and looked at um but yeah i mean the idea that a team could come into a series having played five meaningful games versus the bruins or any of the top four teams only playing three non-meaningful games i mean meaningful enough but really non-meaningful games is is i think uh the thing that scares me the most what about you yeah so you're, you're also a team that squeaked into the top four, so you also are in the same position. Oh, the Flyers are, I should say. Um, well, squeaked in. They were, you know, they had they had the same number of wins of wins as the Capitals. They just had one more overtime loss. So that's why the, the Flyers were the were the second seed 
in the the Metropolitan Division. But to respond to your Capitals Division comment, um, yeah, the Flyers haven't had home ice in. I'm trying to see. Yeah, they didn't against Pittsburgh. Um, they did against New Jersey. So the second round of the 2012 playoffs, they haven't had home ice since. So like, to call, you're fine calling it the Capitals Division. I'm not offended by it. Penguins fans might be offended by it. Rangers fans, a couple years they were good at the start of the uh, the new format, might be offended by it. But I'm not. Um, we've it's discussed... also like the. I was also the idea of me saying that, uh, you know, the Toronto, Tampa, and the Bruins have been the best three teams in the East for the well, last. Well, since Austin years. Matthews came into the league, certainly. Um, I mean, I would still. I mean, like the 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 Capitals were probably up there too, and and certainly one year they won the Stanley Cup, so they were the best team. You know, all, all things said and done. Um, and you know, the Penguins could say that too for 16 and 17 winning, but, um, to your point though, that you're talking about with the five games, I mean, talk about the Flyers and the Bruins, the year that the, the year after the Flyers came back from three Oh, and you could even argue that the Flyers doing that is what had them blow out the, the Canadians in the Eastern conference final. The Bruins played in seven games in the first round. They swept the Flyers and then just didn't let that slow them down. And they went to five games against Tampa or to seven games, excuse me. And then they went to seven games against Vancouver. And I think just playing and getting their, getting your legs under you and really buzzing that way, I think is just really good. And you saw it with the Rangers the year they lost to, they lost to uh, LA and that series could have gone one way or another. Um, I mean, you've seen it a ton of different times of teams that play more games last year. How many teams swept in one round and then got, then either got swept or lost the next round. Yeah. The Bruins, the Stanley cup finals. They, yeah. I still, I'm still, I still blame, uh, Carolina for that yeah. Carolina they, for that because they, they swept, didn't give the Bruins any challenge. They swept the Islanders and the Islanders swept the Penguins. Like you're absolutely right that more games, even if it's the gentleman's sweep five games, or I guess in this case, a four game series, um, three, one in the series, you know, I mean, you're getting more, you're getting more activity. There's the app. There's the opportunity is out there that, so everything starts on, on Saturday, August 1st, for those that don't know. And there's a possibility that if there are sweeps, the only good thing about being in the round robin is that you play throughout that, you know, however many day format. I think it's 10 days. I think August 10th will be the last days for the five game series. Um, the only good thing for the Flyers and the Bruins is that they actually play on the 8th and 9th. They play throughout that. If you sweep, you do get days off. But like you're saying, you might cool off then. If it is something like everybody keeps using the carry price might get hot and they, they upset the Penguins. Like if that's the case, and then they cool off. Carey Price isn't you know isn't seeing pucks every day. They're in practice, but they don't want to get them hurt. You know they go in and they play the Bruins, the Lightning, the off chance, the Capitals, or the Flyers. You know they're they're gonna get blown out probably because they've continued to play and they at least had that. And the Bruins and the Flyer, all all four teams, and actually all eight if you include the Western Conference, they're getting at least three days off in between games, which is you know. At that point, when you haven't been playing games, you're only playing one exhibition game. Originally, they I think they'd said they were playing two, but they're only playing one. They announced that. Um, you know, you're you're playing four. You're playing what is it? Twenty uh, two hundred and forty minutes of hockey, unless you go to overtime. You know, you, you're. It's better that it's you, you're. It's better to have more days off in between so that you can at least get used to it again because you haven't played competitive hockey in at this point four months. Yeah, and and with what two weeks to really build up a, a, a some sort of endurance or hockey shape, and sure, exactly. I'm, I'm sure these players have been staying in shape, but there's a difference between game shape and and working out at home. So, 
you know, and and especially for a guy like Chara, you know, people yeah, may think it's going to, yeah. yeah, people may think it's going to help him, but no, dude, that dude needs. I mean, also with the tight turnaround next year, like is this Char is really his last chance? Like, because you know the season's supposed to end in October, and the and then they start next year in December. Like, is 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 this going to be it for? Like, is this? I mean, look at Henrik Lindqvist. Is this his last opportunity? You know, what what is? Do you think he's even going to older... play? Because he wasn't. He got benched before, yeah, right before the, the thing ended, or that's the, the keeps... COVID started. That's what everyone keeps saying. They have three goalies, and 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 uh, Quinn hasn't announced what he's going to do yet. Yeah, the Rangers are. I mean, they're like the the Regis Philbin dark horse. You know, the team that that everybody everybody picks, including the fucking Good Morning America crew. Um, they're like the they're probably the odds on of any of the lower seeds to win. Maybe I don't know. I mean, like maybe Columbus because of how Tortorella's done. But that's really like all I'm thinking is like. Is Merle- did like is the time off for Elvis Merzlikas? Is that like is that bad for him? I mean, he kind of cooled off a little bit, but he still was pretty fucking good. Um, and then they they also have um, what's his name, Corpusalo. So they have two goalies, but like, is that going to help them? Florida. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with them. And then I don't know on the other on the other side of the of the thing, maybe Cal or maybe Winnipeg over Calgary. Although that's eight nine, so does that really even count as an upset? But I mean, again, you look at last year, Bobrovsky, right? He got hot at the right time and sure, and carried sure. that team. So is Florida a real threat because of that? You know that that's sort of the the bigger storylines and and the reason why this I don't want to say is scary, but the reason why this almost feels different. But also you know it's it's March Madness, right? It's it's I'm not one and done, but it's very much anyone on any given day can do anything, right? So. Yeah. To me, I think it's you got to look at teams that actually started out well this year, like this year. Like the Rangers did not start well; they ended well. The Flyers did not start well; they ended well, right? So, Columbus didn't start well; they ended well. So, are those teams realistically going to be able to come out of the gates well when they didn't do that in the beginning of the year this year? Like that's the big question, right? To me, because there's a reason why the Flyers were hot at the end of the season and came into their own and and if the season had continued, they probably would have stayed number one and, and, or gotten the, the top of that division. But um, the point is that they, right. They didn't necessarily start well. So to me, I think it, it's a matter of, you got to look at what coaching staff actually got their team out of the gates hot from game one, day one. And I think that's, what's going to help teams at least in the first round. No, certainly. And I think that's, there's that. There's there's goalies and figuring out all that sort of stuff. It's gonna be wild to see uh, see how that all goes. Um, I'm really excited to cover it. I know we'll probably get a, a preview either right before it, which would be two. I mean, two weeks from tonight would be a, a nice one to do. So uh, maybe keep an eye out for that, everybody. But any any other thoughts? You want to talk about awards? You want to talk about anything like that? No. Okay. <laughs> Is it just a lock for you that Cassidy gets Coach of the Year? Um, I don't know about Locke because you're talking about a team that went to the Stanley Cup last year and, and a team that, if it wasn't for Tampa, who set all individual season records, they the Bruins would have been the the second best – or the, they would have had the best record in the East, right? So it's hard to to pick Cassidy because two years in a row they, they've done what they've done. Maybe it's a makeup for last year, but um, – 
I mean, I feel like you have to, I mean, you have to think about some of the Leicester talented teams like Columbus with all the injuries that somehow are still in it, right? You have to think about uh, Edmonton went from being, what, the third draft pick to a playoff team? Yeah, they, um, something like that. They were, I don't think they were last, but they, uh, they no, were not but a my playoff po- team. Yeah. My point is that they weren't very close. I mean, that's, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. Off-season, off-season awards are what they're voted on. Journalists, I mean, yeah. Is it journalists? I thought, I thought, is it not like the NBA where there's a combination? I hope, but I mean, it's just like, why is Chris Schilling not in the Hall of Fame? You know, it's just dumb stuff. Well, he also went off the deep end. So no, it's because he's a Republican. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> um, the last thing but... <clears throat> is it a lock that uh, Oscar Lindblom gets Bill Masterson award. That's the tough one because if the season had ended when it ended, or if the season had ended regularly, he wouldn't have been back. Well, he's not totally back. He's not going to play in the playoffs. Uh, but he, you're right; he's skating. Like that's the that's what makes the story co- so great. But that's what I mean, right? Like realistically, maybe he is someone that wins an award because of. I mean, rightfully so, obviously. But he wins an award because of the break and the fact that he's skating again. But. Um, Last one, Macar or Hughes. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of Kale McCarr, yeah, but I am too. I'm going Kale McCarr. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's tough because his team's so much better than Vancouver, in my opinion. But oh, and that's not even an opinion; that's a fact. Colorado right. Avalanche are unreal. Yeah, that's another team. They start out. They start out hot. Yeah, they cooled off a little bit, but they're still really fucking good. And like, they had injuries that they were going through, and they stayed hot. Like. That's pretty insane, and I don't know, man. They're they're like they're loaded at defense. Their goalie situation is is fine. It's not the, they don't have the greatest goalies in the world, but they have an awesome offense, and their defense is young and fucking talented. Yes, but anyway, what do you want to go do next? You want to go basketball, or what? Uh, we did want to talk a little bit about football. Let's do football quick. We'll do college and NFL at one time. All right. Um, what do you think? The NFL uh, has a number of different thoughts that are out there. Players are saying their opinions. I think, which is probably an opinion a lot of people have had, but I think one of the worst things that could happen the NFL is to start a season and not be able to finish it. Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Um do you because think they should push it back? There's there's just no way of like taking a four month football break and then coming back and doing playoffs. Yeah, that would suck. That would really fucking suck. Well, it's just it just doesn't work for for a sport like football, in my opinion. No, I would agree with that. It's I mean, by far anything. That's how many like what's the percentage if you get the buy, you're most likely to make the Super Bowl or like of Super Bowl appear people who won their conference. How much what percentage of them got a buy? Yeah, like, and then you're giving everybody a four week buy, something like that. That that would be. But nuts. even let, let's say let's say this quote unquote second wave comes to the northeast in uh, Thanksgiving, like they're predicting November, blah blah blah, right? So now you've made it through <clears throat> September, October, and most of November, right? So you're you're two thirds done with the season. So you're telling me you're going to come back two thirds, like you're gonna you're gonna take four months off, play the remaining, let's call it five games, six games, five games, let's call it, 
and then do playoffs in in the middle of the spring like that would be insane i just don't i just don't think that that's realistic but that, again the nfl is a billion dollar corporation and there's no chance they don't play so it's that's the that's the tricky part i think their hope is that one way or another the the covid thing resolves itself but uh i think it was funny that you know they came with like oh you can't you can't uh exchange jersey after games and all this stuff like that and richard Sherman was like all right dude i just literally did blood sweat and tears on on the wide receiver i lined up against and we probably spat in each other's faces just yeah. because from running next to each other but i can't talk to him and exchange a jersey after the game like how does that make any sense yeah it makes zero sense any of that none of that makes any sense i mean I'm trying to think, like, I keep referencing soccer. I've just been watching a bunch of it. And, like, there's, obviously, they're in their faces. They're, like you said, there's spit, there's sweat flying everywhere. Um, and, like, I don't think they're, like, high-fiving or anything at the end of the game. I think they're going off. But I think, like, there's some pleasantries. Um, and, again, like, they're they're talk- they're talk in each other's faces talking shit. Like, I get the NFL is trying to do, like, the right thing and saying, like, okay, like, don't trade sweaty jerseys and all this stuff. But you're exactly right. Like, you just spent 60 minutes of, pl- of time uh, or of play time and, you know, a three hour game or who knows what happens with, or I guess TV still there. So there's still, con- there's still commercials and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, a three hour game, you're spending it fly- flying around near, near everybody. I don't know. Yeah. It's just dumb. Um, I don't know. I like, I, I've said this for a couple months now that I really don't think college football is going to happen. I feel like the NFL will, and I feel like whether or not we like it, they're going to, or whether or not the rest of the world likes it, they're going to try to do everything they can to not stop. Um, I think college football probably is, is, I don't know. Some, some conferences have said they're going to let, they're just only going to do their only, only conference schedule. The smaller time conferences like the Ivy league, my Patriot league, they've uh, pushed back all fall sports or postponed them as they, they like to say, but I, I just feel like that's probably the smartest thing to do is to say we're going to try to do this in the spring, so that we can fig- you know see if you know Fauci is right. We're going to get a vi- we're going to get a vaccine with all the different clinical trials that they- that they're talking about in uh, your New England sports or your your New England uh, medicine journal or whatever the hell it's called. Um, sorry, I tried to make a joke there that was in poor taste, uh, but it was published there. But I-, I think it's just better to try to push it to the spring for college football, pro football. They're getting paid. The NFL doesn't care as long as they're they're paying their players. They don't care really about what the hell's going on with their, with everyone else. They're going to try to do it. But college, you're not paying them. It's dumb to try to have them do anything like that. So push it back. Yeah, and 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 the NCAA is interesting because you know the Big Ten said oh conference only, but like conference only, you're still traveling. To You're different going, states, like Rutgers that's the, is going halfway across the country to play Big Ten games. Yeah, it's still it's still dumb to me. Like, if if you can travel to Michigan from New Jersey, you can fucking travel to UCLA. Like, yeah, you're you're exactly right. And I mean, West Virginia has to go to Texas in the Big Twelve and, and right. all over the all over the place. I mean, like that's kind of the weird fallout of of conference realignment is that instead of doing it regionally, like you you originally wanted to and all this sort of stuff, it now has become, you know, it's become across the country. I mean, Boston college to Miami, if they have to play each other, you know, that's yeah. literally a, from one corner of the country to another. Yes. 
and the, and again, it's it's the the whole regional or the whole conference only. I mean, I guess it makes sense for them to like get a conference championship, and maybe they don't do bowl games, but it doesn't really make sense, like just from a medical like standpoint, I guess. Um, so college football is interesting to me, especially because every school is different. Like even in Boston college hub central apparently it's you know northeastern is doing one thing in terms of having all their students come back and and go to classes and then harvard's doing another thing in terms of they're gonna have students come back but their entire fall semester is online and bu's doing another thing where they're doing lectures online but they're doing small like the the the, the smaller breakouts in can like every everything is different if that makes sense so no you're exactly right though that they all have different rulings different. of what they want to do and that's right. a really good point too that the schools are governed differently some are state schools some are private and you're also not paying them so there's no real incentive and they're they're also 18 to 23 like they're gonna make dumb like we all made dumb choices in college and we all know this like I, I i just don't know where like where to go with it yeah and i think that's the you know, I get that college football makes probably a shitload of money for a lot of these schools. And like the reason why Alabama's tuition is 20 or there's yeah. like 40 grand less than any other college is because they probably make a billion dollars from their college football team alone. Oh, but I'm sure. That's why they should but, push it to the spring. If you want to recoup the money that way, then just yeah. wait until, you know, until April or something when it's warm everywhere and you can, you can play. I mean, you probably, you might be able to get away with March, but I just feel like, Minnesota, Wisconsin, like those Big Ten states are probably not that warm. Like I just remember at Berkshire, where we tr- we're trying to play baseball and you're literally in metal spikes sliding across yeah. fucking frozen ground. But that's football, right? Football, you can – you're supposed to play in the elements, yeah, right? Yeah, I guess so, that's a good point, yeah. So, I get, yeah, I mean, that's a smart idea, Jordy. I didn't think about that until you brought it up. So, yeah, quickly talking about the NFL and, and, and college, I think football will be interesting to see. I'm – not hopeful. Um, yeah, that's the only one. I mean, sh- all college sports is where I really I'm optimistic yeah. about everything else. That I think baseball start and finish. I think hockey and if hockey and basketball start, they're not going to finish. And I keep talking about soccer, and this is my grand point about it that that, that the NBA certainly because they're both in Orlando, and I feel like the NHL almost can't afford to let Major League Soccer have as, have the most successful experience with coming back from COVID. The NBA, I feel like as a pride thing doesn't want that. And again, I feel like the NHL almost has to, to well, stay the, relative. The, the NBA can't fail because they have ESPN, right? They have that's, the, the deal with ESPN too. and there's, there's just no chance they can fail because they're player driven league. They're already get like player brought an Xbox to the bubble and it's the number one story on, on ESPN. Like, you know, so they can't fail just because Jimmy, of that. Jimmy Butler got a noise complaint for banging. He was just dribbling a basketball. That was a top story. Yeah, I thought I thought only NBA players could be in in the hotel. So does that mean another player called the front desk on him? That's fucked up. Yeah, it, it must have been. You know, they have the snitch line. That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, the joke on Twitter, according to my fiance, who you're about to uh, try to troll. Uh, she, she, the joke on Twitter apparently was that Jimmy Butler called the noise complaint on himself so the story would get out. I mean, 
NBA. It's a Le- that's a LeBron move. I don't know if Jimmy Butler would do that to himself, but that's another oh. another story for a different different pod. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just it's tough to see the to think where the NBA goes from here. What do you you mean from just all the different crazy stories coming out of the bubble, or or what do you mean by that? So like the. The TBT, right? They were very successful in in the, how they ran their tournament. Yeah, and that's because they had a very strict, like, hey, for let's call it two months or however long it was, you're staying it was like, in this bubble. It was like bubble. a week and a half, wasn't it? No, because they did um, maybe not two months, but they did uh, they did like a whole training camp with the teams. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so like you're staying in. The bubble being you're staying in the hotel, you're being driven to the workout facility, you're being driven to the to the basketball, whatever, and you don't go out to eat. Like, we'll, we'll bring the restaurant to you, whatever it is. So if the NBA and NHL can do that, granted, more players to, to wrangle, but if they can do that and follow that same sort of guideline or, or roadmap, there's to me there's no i don't think there's an issue i think they are able to successfully do it yeah i think so i mean i've said this too about hockey that i feel like them being in another country i just feel like canada a takes hockey so much serious more serious and they're they're i feel like have been much more cautious about everything with covid um i just feel like that's that's a huge positive and i think you're right i think between how much money espn's pumping in to make sure this thing happens and I, I do genuinely think, I know it sounds petty, but I think a pride thing. They don't want, Major League Soccer's like said, they, they want to be the second pe- the second most popular league behind the NFL and all this sort of stuff. Like I feel like the, the NBA, like just out of sheer pettiness, doesn't want them to be more successful in Orlando than they are. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't really, it's, it's so tough because it comes down to, players buying in and the NBA is such a player driven league that it's like they've been able to do and get away with whatever. Are you really going to tell like, is coach X really going to tell, let's just use LeBron, but is, is is coach X really going to tell LeBron, Hey, you can't leave hotel. You can't leave the hotel. You can't go where you want to go. You can't go out for, for wine with Dwayne Wade. You can't fly to Miami on your off day. You can't drive to Miami and hang out with, with, with all your old friends from when you were there. Well, apparently it's really strict in terms of if you like cut in line in in terms of stuff. Um, guy in the Kings, um, shit, who is it? Uh, I think it might be Rashawn Holmes. He like cut in line or something to like go get his food from a like from a delivery. And, yeah, like, he went it, he went outside the bubble. He like yeah. went to the other side. But again, that's a I don't want to say a lesser player because that's mean. But that's not a no, LeBron. No, I get what James you mean. It's type. not LeBron. It's not Giannis. It's not right. If, it's if not one of them did it, it's not, if it's one, a, right? If one of them did it, no chance they sit out for ten days. I don't know. It, like, is this like an Elena Deladon type of thing that like the NBA is just like that much forceful to do it? Like, that's that's why I think that's why I think the yeah. NBA will fail. Is is where where will they draw the line, or where will they, you know, how? Because again, there's such a player driven league. Like the players get have free reign to do whatever they want. So realistically, like. Am I going to sit here and tell whomever LeBron that he can't? He's been able to do whatever he wants since he came in the league, and now he can't. 
You know, like that's sure. the to me that's where the rubber meet the road for the NBA and and where they'll have a chance to stay within the the bubble or not in my opinion but no it's a fair point um and yeah i i don't know it's it's gonna be kind of crazy to see what how how this all goes down i mean that's like what i'm the real big that's probably the biggest concern of any of this is like we just really don't know just yet like i think we just need a week of them being around being in uh you know that type of environment and see what happens because we really just don't know yet. Granted, the NBA has been down there for a week now and we have you know some idea of what they're doing. We're getting videos. Like you mentioned, ESPN is covering it left and right. And we're getting all these videos of people messing around. Matisse Thibault on the Sixers is like doing like a nightly show, almost like doc talk with uh, what's his face on the, on the lightning. Like he's been doing uh Killorn. Um, yeah. So and and the angel guys, like the, the angel guys are playing video games too. And, and, you know, that's what happens when you have guys that are under the age of 25 or 27 that literally are stuck to a hotel and have nothing else. Like, what else are they going to do besides play video games? So, you know, it's not the old days in MJ where there's no video games and they just spent all their money gambling on cards and losing their money to, to Jordan on, on the plane. You know, this is – there's video games, there's technology. These young kids are going to take advantage of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean <laughs> – so that's me. Um, and the thing that we teased at the beginning of the show, which we'll end on quickly, but Jordy, it's come to my attention recently. Unless you have something else you wanted to talk about before we segue. No, uh, not really. I mean, are you watching any of the soccer since I keep referencing it? I watched uh, the first – yeah, I watched the Revolution game, and, and they had the they had crowd noise. Was it on, uh, was it on ESPN or was it on the, uh, the other channel? The Spanish language one that you have to press the SAP button. Definitely wasn't Spanish language. It was probably ESPN two. Ah, okay. Um, and I wonder if they were pumping into the stadium or if it was just for. I think it was online. on television because I th- okay. I've watched MLS games where there's no noise at all, so I think they can't hear it. I also don't. Th- I don't know if like the players in the. Ga- I don't know. Um, they've been. They keep. So the biggest concern, and this is actually a good one to end on before you go to the. Uh, the your, what you teased of hearing all the stuff and like we saw Tortorella today says he doesn't give a shit if people curse um, they've let cursing go through like so if like people are really that concerned they've let it happen in soccer it's happened in golf it's gonna fucking happen like and we've gotten to see it and it's hilarious to hear like people say like oh like fuck you and all this sort of stuff like when they're like somebody heads like you know accidentally fouls them or something like that or like oh pick the pick up the fucking ball or something like that in golf. I think that's pretty hilarious. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, cursing and, and coaching strategy and even caddy and, you know, the caddy golfer strategy, things that we missed out on before because of random crowd noises or whatever that you get to hear now, um, just because of the access to the players that they have, has been good or not good, but like you get to see more personalities and you get to see more strategy. You get to see more of that stuff. And yes, if I had a child, maybe I'd think differently. I wouldn't want my 10 year old child to, to sit here and, and hear LeBron or, or whomever curse. But, um, you know, I think, I think that's the interesting and the, like why the crowd noise 
maybe just for TV will be a good thing. Sure. Um, and I mean, maybe the MLB does it for uh, like in the stadium. So you get some juice from in the, if you watch the TBT for basketball, you know, they had, they had the a NBA, PA announcer. Yeah. And the NBA and they had like a hype person, the NBA, they, the NBA does that when there are fans in terms of playing music in the middle of like, you know, you, you go to like Orlando magic and there's, they're playing rap music the entire time. So it's like, Odd, oddly specific of the Orlando magic. Yeah. Because they're a terrible team and they don't get any fans. <laughs> but that's the thing is that teams with no fans, they play that, they do that type of stuff already. So to me, I just, um, I think they'll continue to do that. Jordy, Moving on from crowd noise. Yeah. It has come to my attention. And you can confirm or deny, but just know if you deny, you are denying uh, someone who uh, is near and dear to my heart as as this person is a fiancé to one of my very good friends, you could argue. Um, But it's come to my attention that Philadelphia... Sports fans, particularly the 76er fans, believe the Celtics are a rival and have hatred and passion and rivalry for Celtics. Now, is this person confusing uh, just being in the same conference and playing each other a lot with with a quote-unquote rival? Or is it because the 76ers are so irrelevant they don't have a real rival? Well, you know, we talked about this offline, you know, and you, you and I, it sounds like a little bit different of, of, of a definition of rivalry. I think where, uh, where this person is coming from is the games have been very competitive. You know, they're in the same division, not even just the same conference. So they play each other four times a year. Games have been very competitive. Um, and, you know, obviously a couple years ago, there was the playoff series. Celtics won it in, four, er, in uh, five games, excuse me. They did not sweep. But, yeah, do we um, count that as a playoff series, really? I mean, hey, if the fucking, the, what's it called? The uh, confetti gate doesn't happen. I mean, it's not even, you know, it's, you know, it could have been great. But anyway, um, but I think where where this is coming from is, A, because of that, because of the series where the Sixers could have played so much better and didn't. And then after that, the Celtics almost became this white whale that the Sixers couldn't take down. And then they finally do the Celtics blow, blow that huge lead in Philly last year. Um, this year, the Sixers tried to go for the season sweep. The Celtics blew them out in that final game back in February. Uh, same night, the Flyers blew out the Avalanche at home. Just, but you're uh, also talking about regular season not, games. Not a big deal. You're I'm talking about regular about the season Flyers, games. Greg. When you're trying to talk about the Sixers, I'm bragging about the Flyers. But I'm saying you're talking about regular season games. You can't. You can't compare. I'm just answering your question. And I went off saying, on a tangent can't, you, about the Flyers. So you can't, you can't, you're interrupting you can't say, the tangent. I'm in the tangent. I'm in the tangent. Tangent purgatory now. I don't know. You can't say someone's a rival when they've met once in the playoffs in the last five years. Yeah, I, well. Even even so, in the last even last 40 years. So, Greg, are like, you saying rivalries are built out of the playoffs? No, I'm saying rivalries are built on, like, true genuine hatred between players and organization and fans. You didn't take my NHL bait, so good. Good for you there. Yeah. <laughs> you between, knew where I was going with that question. Play, between players, organizations, and fans. Like, realistically, it's it's about that. And you could argue that both the Sixers and, and Celtics, for the first time since the 80s, are good at the same time. 
because when they had AI, the Celtics were trash and except for the one year they had Pierce and, and Antoine, but, and then you could argue that when the Celtics had the big three, the, the, the 76ers were in the middle of their process. No, they didn't even start um, the process. Right. So like the, the last two, three years was actually, this is the first time they've actually been good at the same time. But again, it, to me, a real rivalry is not like because they're both good and competitive in the same division. Like the Rays are really good right now. And the Red Sox are really good right now, or were really good before they traded Mookie. Are they rivals? No, because guess what? The Red Sox and Yankees, that's a rivalry, right? Like this, this whole idea that because the Rays are good and because the Red Sox are good, they have to be rivals because they play each other so much. Bullshit. I see what you mean. I think the biggest, the biggest part of this is we were obviously we weren't alive in the eighties, so we don't really like. They, so the, for the people that are wondering why we're comparing it there, like the Sixers and Celtics met a ton in the nineteen eighties. You know, to make you know mixed results. Sixers won a bunch, Celtics won a bunch. Obviously, both went on to play the Lakers in the finals. Uh, Lakers Celtics is the famous one, but Sixers played them twice, uh, actually three times, uh, in 80, 83, or 80, 82, and eighty three. Uh, Sixers only winning one of them in nineteen eighty three, last championship before 08, Curse of Billy Penn. Um, but that being said, I think that's like, that's where this all derives from. And you're right. Like that for years, neither team was very good. It kind of goes back into the, the conversation of just the NBA and, and why Hinky had the idea of the process. I mean, my, my, my biggest thing with, with rivalries and granted, take this with a grain of salt to everyone else, uh, because I'm, you know, the NBA is my fourth, my fourth favorite sport. I played basketball or I played football, hockey, and baseball, but I think a, the modern NBA kind of ruined traditional rivalries. Like, you want to talk about like oh the battle of LA and all this sort of stuff like yeah that's you know it's interesting but like has that really been that long of a rivalry because the Clippers stunk for so long and like Kawhi just got there LeBron's the second year is it just be, like is it just a thing because LA wants to make it a thing um, like is are you gonna call the Bucks and the Celtics rivals because Giannis is the best player in the league and the Celtics probably have the best shot of maybe taking him down I mean so to your point it, it's very there's a lot of arbitrary you know, just naming things out there. Um, so I guess there's there's something about trying to hold on to tradition or at least something from the past in that way. Because I'm sure to my to my future father-in-law, he fucking hates the Celtics because he grew up watching the Sixers and Celtics battle all the time. So he has that forever. Whereas, you're right, we didn't see him play in the playoffs until 2012 where they made a movie surrounding it where KG had a magical rock. And then they played again three or two years ago. Um, to uh, to very poor results. Yeah, but just because they battled it out in the '80s doesn't mean that like again, like it's perception though. Like there are people like a really good example of this going back to college football. Penn State people hate Michigan, but Michigan does not acknowledge them. Their main rival is Ohio State. Michigan State is like a secondary one. Same with Notre Dame, and like all that sort of stuff. Like that's like it's a really good example of it. Like some people just hate others where the other people don't really care. Right. So I guess the, the question we need to be asking is how does it feel to be a part of a rivalry that the other team doesn't acknowledge you? I mean, I don't know. I mean, we talked about this off air that I don't really, aside from the, the playoff series and really like Aaron Baines is like the guy I, I despise because he played some, uh, some dirty tactics, if you will, uh, in a number of different showdowns with a, with a one Cameroonian wonder of the world. Um, <laughs> but like, it, it's just one of those things. Like I forever, I'll hate the Cowboys. I'll hate the giants. I hate the Mets. 
I hate the I hate the Devils. I hate the Rangers. I hate the Penguins. Like the Braves are are lower than if we're gonna try to rank those things. Talk about me ranking. Actually, we haven't. Um, but you know me me being rankings guy. Um, you know the Celtics. If you want to throw them on there, is the Sixers' main rival? And like you're saying, you know the Lakers are probably higher on your list as a Celtics fan. I think that there's that perception there too of like I don't know. Like I'm trying to throw it into college terms because that's where rivals are mostly thrown out. Aside from really like those traditional hockey and baseball ones and football, but I don't know. I just feel like with the NBA, it's it's perception from either recency bias or where your guy goes. If you're someone who follows LeBron, follows Kawhi, follows whomever that moves around from team to team. If you're a D Wade guy, were you really that invested in like Pistons Bulls when Dwayne Wade was playing for the Bulls? I don't think you were. Um, yeah, I, I just think that's like that's probably the answer, but. To answer your question of of being a fan of a team who who does despise this, you know, who in general the fandom despises a team who does not reciprocate the feelings, you know, it it is what it is. You know, you have to let. There's one game that you always want to circle on your calendar of, of being excited for, and and you have different games than we do, and I think that's just part of it. And and it's tough because you know I sit here as a Patriot fan, and every single other franchise right now looks at the Patriots as a rival, even though like, that's that's actually a really good point. Do you still like the jets will probably be the Patriots main rival. If we're going to call it that, like, do you still consider that a rivalry? It hasn't been competitive in however many years. Oh my God. The, there's no better feeling than, than beating the jets consistently and sweeping them. And, and they're still shit talking and, and all these things going on. I mean, you could argue with how good the pages have been for so long that their main rival is now, you know, you could argue the Giants and, and realistically uh, Peyton and the Colts. But, yeah, I mean, I think the constant has to be the Jets just because of – but I guess that goes back to my other point that and now I'm contradicting myself because they, they – are they rivals because they're in the same conference and they play each other's wives or – is it legit because of Boston and New York hatred for each other and, and Philly and Boston don't necessarily interact like that as much just because Boston is so concerned with the city that's closer to them than they are with Philly. Yeah, I know. No, that's like a really good point because it is something that we're like the Patriots and Eagles only play each other once every four years, Red Sox and Phillies, you know, play each other every year, but it's interleague and, and, you know, it's the same thing. We're like, we hate the Mets, you hate the Yankees, so it's this anti-New York thing. It's really the Celtics the Celtics and Sixers, then the Bruins and Flyers. I mean, if you want to say who's what's, you know, more deep hatred, I feel like you probably despise the Flyers more than you do the Sixers. So like that's really about it. There's nothing there's no real animosity between the two cities. Not even because like the Bruins, their rival is the Canadians and will forever be the Canadians. Oh yeah, and... I'm saying I'm not saying that that's your top rival. I'm just saying who do you hate more, the Sixers or Flyers? That's all I was insinuating. Yeah, I guess, I mean, they're both irrelevant, right, to me. I mean, AI and the Sixers were unreal, but, like, they never really, again, they never really affected the Celtics. I mean, they may have once or twice in the playoffs, but it's not like the Celtics had a championship-caliber team on the floor, right? And when the Celtics finally had a championship-caliber team on the floor, the 76ers weren't good enough to be there. And then... You look at last year, and the 76ers were one roll-bound shot away from forcing 
you know, from being Not closer to the finals. Yeah. Uh, to go to go to play the 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 Bucks. That, right. You wanted to troll Emily, and you just did. Reminding her of that. No, but my point is that my point is that the the the, the Sixers were were one thing away versus the Celtics got blown out by the Bucks. So like, realistically, you know, it's it's not because Kyrie is a scum, but uh, the Celtics, especially recently, it was like when they had the big three, it was the Lakers because they were they were the two best teams, and you know the, and the Celtics. I mean. The- I think well, no. So, so that that was my other thing is is yeah. this, is the Lakers. But then you turn around and it was LeBron with Cleveland because LeBron thought he was the shit and was talking all this trash when he was young. And then he got swept by the Celtics and then he lost with the big three. And then him and him and Pierce had that epic back and forth. And then the Miami happened. And then guess Ray Allen goes to Miami and again LeBron and the Celtics battle. And LeBron has said many many times and still says many many times that he hates Boston and Boston hates him and. It's because I, for whatever reason, maybe the the Boston fans are the only ones who call him out on his bullshit and call him out on his lies. But so what you're saying is that because Tom Brady says the Eagles rattle him the most, that the Eagles are a Patriots rival. No, because Tom Brady gets <laughs> no. Generally, because Tom Brady is only mad at that loss because he played so well, like he himself played so well in that game to win like he threw for more yards than Foles. he he did everything he could to win that game but the defense let up 56 or however many points it was so i mean brandon graham I, and Derek barnett may disagree i don't i don't i don't get the reference but uh, Derek, uh brandon graham forced the, the forced the fumble on Derek barnett the rookie the first round pick from the rocky steps scooped it up at the very end, right? The the one the one sack they had all game. Sure, um, the point is that 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 they the Patriots beat the Eagles with To and McNabb early. Like like to me, the Eagles that loss only sucked because of the Malcolm Butler. Like forever, I don't want to say it's going to be tainted for Eagles, but in Patriots minds, it's forever going to be. It should be X amount more because if Malcolm Butler play, you know what I mean. There's always that like. Whether it's fair or not, and whether it's justified or not, there's always going to be that "what if" Malcolm sure. Butler played versus a- like when versus like when they lost the Giants. There is no "what if" because everyone played, and it, it, there is no "what if" like yeah. that. That that was the shitty. Like they should have been nineteen and zero. They should have been the even the, the the next time they played them. They they again heavy favorites. That should have been the redemption. Um, but to me, the, the Eagles loss, it was what it was like. They sure. were, you know, it, to me, it, it didn't affect me like the Giants losses did. And again, it just goes back to because Brady played well enough and we will always have that. What if there's always, and I don't want to call it excuse, but it's, I'm sure I'm pissing off a lot of Eagles fans right now, but that's, that's the reality of the situation. Like, yeah, it pisses Brady off because like Giselle said, he can't throw and catch the ball, obviously, but uh you know it's it's a matter of you know he they to me the patriots and and but yeah that 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 lost eagles uh, you brought it up to just get me on this troll rant but the point going back to all the way is the 76ers for as a fan base you know i get even in b like talk trash to the Celtics like dude well, and Embiid, Embiid is the yeah. one who says they are not a rival because yeah. of the fact they're so unsuccessful against them. 
good because he said that like two years. He said that after the the playoff loss. Like good, he's he firmly sh- on that that side of the thing. He should because they're not a rival, and and the Celtics in the only playoff matchup they've had, the Celtics waxed the floor with them. So let's you know, there's there's no rivalry to me, and and. I'm sorry the 76ers don't have a, have a true natural rival, but you would think it would be the Knicks with how close they are or the Nets, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably say the I'd probably say the Knicks. Like, that's who I would think of, but it's the same thing. of Like, they've never been competitive at the same time. Like, even in the late 90s, like the end of Patrick Ewing, the Sixers were, like, just on the come up. It wasn't really, like, in there. Like, I don't know. I, I just think – I don't think I'll ever really despise a team in the NBA – like I did, and I know you're talking about Emily and, and the fan base as a general, and the fan base in general. But I don't know. I, I just think the modern NBA, it's so hard to have that sort of thing outside of tradition. Like, I don't, I don't want to say they're, I don't want to say that they're forcing a, a, a rivalry, but like, even when no, AI, I would, was... I would even go with that because it's like when the Bruins and Flyers played in the Winter Classic, and NBC tried to be like. These two teams hate each other. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, that's just not true. That's not true. Like, they they had a, they had a tough, hard fought seven game series, but that's just because it's two hard nosed teams and franchises. Like it that. was before that. It was that was it was that winner before right. the before the first seven game series. Yeah. So like the last time they made the playoffs was like in the in they made it in the in the early 2000s and the 90s, but like it was probably the 80s or the 70s. Like, but like when AI was good. Who who did the who did the seventy sixers compete with and lose to? They it was mainly the Bucks with Ray Allen and the Raptors with Vince Carter. And then the Pistons. The Pistons became good again. So then B rivals with Milwaukee or Toronto after the fucking the bouncing ball. Toronto's looking for rivals all day. B rivals with them. Toronto yeah. wants to be relevant. You know, I mean I don't want to tell uh seventy sixers fans how to live their life, but you need to like the the be rivals with a fan base that will actually that will actually clap back if for lack of a better word be you know be rivals with a fan base that actually will invest in hating you back because the Celtics are are they've I don't want to say shifted from LeBron to Kyrie but very much so Kyrie is now in the scopes of of Celtics fans and and because he's still in the East he's now the main rival obviously LeBron will always be the chief rival, but, but Kyrie has certainly turned into that. All right, this, this guy's a scumbag. He's on our list. Yeah. And I think that's it. I mean, like, and that's kind of what the NBA, I, I keep saying this, the modern NBA and everything, but they, and this kind of is, is more of a meta point too, of how they, they broadcast their players and their, those storylines through there rather than, you know, Calgary Edmonton is really good is a really good example in hockey. Like these two teams hate each other and that's just it. They hate each other. It's not a oh because they made this trade in the off season and like they swap players and then like those guys help fuel the fire. No, it's not they all it's not they all hate James Neal cuz he changed teams. It's they just hate each other and they had the goalie fight and all that cool stuff. It's and granted that's like that's another commentary of like what should the NHL do to make itself more marketable. But it's that it's like what you're talking about like yeah. Kyrie being saying I want to stay in Boston, and then less than six months later is like being a f- crazy person, and then decides yeah. to, leave to go to Brooklyn with Kevin with Kevin Durant and all the fucking teaming up and all that stuff. Like, and not I'd even that, just like, too. yeah, he just like pussyfoot around, and you could tell like there was a point where he just like went from 
he just wasn't invested and he was just like, Oh, no one listens to me. And now I know why LeBron like was like, Oh, Kyrie, you got to listen to me and blah, blah, blah. And like the second he like was like, Oh, LeBron was right. Everyone in Boston was like, dude, you're done. You're done. You're, you're done to me. You're done to us. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I, I think that's the, the lesson that we've learned tonight is that it's, a, we know it's a player-driven league, and it's player-driven rivalries and player-driven storylines. I think that's what we uh, – that's the, the compromise yeah, but of, again, of July 16th. You know, my, my, my peaceful advice, and, and I'm sure I pissed off some people, but my peaceful advice to, to 76ers fan is find a, find a team that actually will, will reciprocate it. You know, find, find someone who, who will actually want to, want to hate you because – you're not going to find it with the with the Celtics. Sure, you guys lost to Bird a bunch, and and you lost to Pierce, and and now you Embiid in they the process Bird got a couple times. They now won a Embiid, championship one year. Now Embiid and 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 the process got beat in four games uh, or five, five games, games, five games by uh, the Celtics. But with with Isaiah Thomas, not even a superstar, but whatever, that's irrelevant. The it was point 2018, is, he was gone. All right, so they they oh so then they lost with no superstars. Jason Tatum was a rookie in the league, even better. Um, but the point is, find a rival that that fits you. Make it Toronto. Yeah, I, there's a longer conversation to be had about this. There's a longer love, conversation to be had. Uh, I would love to get I would love to get someone uh, who who writes for a Philadelphia sports based team. Yeah, uh, we could uh, that could probably be done. Yeah, like, you're not gonna like really rattle my bones on this because the Sixers are my fourth favorite, which makes me sound like I hate I hate the Sixers. But like, I think longtime listeners of the show should know that, and like, and it, it shows when I try to talk about basketball. Like here, I like keep going on the same fucking five points of like that I care much more about hockey, baseball, and and, and football, and I know more about it because I I pay a lot more closer attention. I played them, so I can kind of give some semblance of knowing what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, you're not going to rattle my bones that, that heavily. Cause I know what the Sixers are and especially this year, where it's this, this year that you're hoping all this stuff could happen and they're really good at home and pretty terrible on the road. So that's like, that's the biggest thing I'm concerned about is seeing what they look like in a stadium with no fans. That's not the Wells Fargo center and see how they put it that way. That's my biggest concern right now. Yeah. And, and especially for, a guy like Embiid, who's such an emotional player and, and, and feeds off of a teammates and the crowd and any given, you know, he loves silencing opposing crowds and he loves you know, getting his own crowd going and, and his teammates going. It It's those guys who play with emotion are great. And, and like you said, how are they going to get those guys going? How are they going to get those guys motivated? And I don't know that, a guy like Embiid can do that versus a guy like Giannis. Nothing rattles him. Nothing phases him apparently. So he's just going to, and Kawhi, they're just going to come out ready to go from jump street because that's their personality. Yeah. Kawhi's a fucking robot. I mean, yeah. We just and, know that. And you could argue Giannis is as well. He's a Greek robot though. <laughs> he's just an animal. So, I, I, I'm not going to comment that. Um, Cause I feel I like that, that'll actually, uh, that'll make me dead to certain people. Uh, what that he's unreal he's i was he's, gonna say i actually like Giannis. i i yeah. enjoy watching him play basketball and he's won yeah. me money on DraftKings, so i can't be upset with him yeah regardless of your your gambling habits he's i mean he's a good you player you sound like i'm like 
in the playhouse. <laughs> Whenever I comment about Degenerate Shorty, you're like, oh man, you got a wedding coming up. <laughs> like, well, like you, I'm like gambling away my house. Well, you call us, you call yourself Degenerate Shorty. <laughs> and that's a good point. You you only talk about your losses. Yeah, because yeah, because only a, fucking losers brag about their wins. That's the right. Thing. So, you guys want so, some free gambling advice? Don't listen to the people that are like, "Oh, I'm three and zero on Bundesliga." They're probably three and twenty. But my point is that we only hear about the bad things. So there's, it's very reasonable for me to think a guy who calls himself degenerate Jordy and always talks about his losses is in the poorhouse. It's very easy for me to make that conclusion. Would you disagree? I guess so with empirical evidence, but <laughs> read between the lines, Greg. I don't know. You know, some people are like, oh, I'm, I'm up overall, but it's this, this particular loss stinks. Yeah. And that applies. But I've never heard you say that. I just always hear, oh, I, I had a 17-game parlay going, and I lost it because... Never gotten up to 17. Because Embiid didn't hit a free throw or some bullshit. You this, now you make me actually sound like fucking Howard from Uncut Gems. That doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, that's like the fourth Uncut Gems. I got to see this movie. This is the fourth. You still haven't seen it? It's on no. Netflix. It's been on Netflix for like a month and a half. Yeah, I saw it oh, on Netflix. Oh, Greg, you got to see it. KG's great in it. You're going to like just love it. Because KG is so fucking good in the movie. Oh, uh, so now I just love everything KG because... Oh, and another thing. When when LeBron won with Cleveland, <laughs> and he goes, Cleveland, this is for you. Get the f- <laughs> he, he couldn't have... He couldn't have more... Like, he couldn't have more try to copy KG when he's like, anything is possible. And LeBron, LeBron was thinking about that moment because you heard him talk when whatever that fucking series was. And he was like, Oh, when KG did anything is possible. LeBron wanted that moment. He wanted the world to say and play that clip of him being like Cleveland, this is for you on repeat. And no one did because everyone sussed it out for how fake and how much bullshit it was. He's such a fucking scum. And now he's creating a documentary about the decision, which is basically, Oh, here's the reason why I left Cleveland. It's not, him apologizing or not him being like, I was an idiot. It's just, well, didn't it oh, turn I left. Out like Bill Simmons kind of pushed for him to do it. But it's also, I've heard it's, it's just going to be like, Oh, I left because of this. It's not going to be like anything genuine of like, Oh, I'm an idiot for, for having a, a thing on ESPN. And I'm an idiot for, for making it like a, like, like how high school recruits pick their colleges. He's a, he's a, such a piece of work. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Cleveland, this is for you. Please, you're not genuine. Cleveland, this is for you. Oh, my God. Please. Kyrie won that. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie with with hitting the three. He hit the dagger. People forget that. Yeah, and you watch the series. Kyrie, like... It's like somebody wrote a blog post about the block and not Kyrie's dagger. Whoops. (laughs) Whoops. True, but, like, Kyrie... That's again when I, that was gonna be my post postscript your fucking list that you put LeBron on there first and foremost. But that's for another. That's for oh, the we can we can get into that at the end. Once that's once. for postscript. But like yeah. Kyrie balled out those last couple of games and and he he like took over the offense and and because they were the Golden State was gearing up on on LeBron rightfully so and Kyrie's like all right all right let me drop forty five points quick because Steph can't cover me and Clay's got to cover LeBron. Okay, boom. AI is covering LeBron. All right, here you go. Give it. Give the ball to LeBron. Oh, you got 
Clay Thompson on me. All right, I'll cross him up, hit a three in his face. Boom. Game winner. These are facts. <sighs> I used to like Kyrie, and then he fucking ran his mouth off and said the world was flat. Yeah, he um, he's had a, quite a run with. Uh, Sorry, and that sounds bad. Us. And that sounds bad. Like people are letting tell their opinion, and and I, I respect his uh, his his voice and the ability to speak it freely and and believe what he believes. But what an American. The way the way that he tr- the way you leave a I'm a big fan and big believer in you should be judged on the way you leave a place. You know you should leave a place better than you found it, and he just didn't do that. It's like you went to a high school based on a on ma- that really ha- held merits high. It's just it's like I grew up in a household that that raised me with some morals and and this is it's true. Not to not to say others didn't, but well. I can attest. Uh, your up, your upbringing, awesome, awesome times. But anyway, um, no, anyway. I, yeah, I agree. Of like people that leave towns or like demand not to play places and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, and it's a big reason why everyone hated Eli, myself included, when he first came in. It's like, oh, I'm not playing for San Diego. Don't even draft me. Like, what a fucking scumbag. Who are you, having played zero games in the NFL, to 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 demand where you play? Yeah, it's Please. it's pretty wild. Um, Scumbag. Yeah, I don't know what the best way to to really think about that is. Of like, fucking Eli. Yeah, because because it's not Philip Rivers' fault either, and he had kind of a weird ending with with uh, the Chargers and everything. Of they kind of wanted to move on, he didn't really. But then also like when they threatened to move, he was just going to retire. Remember all that stuff. Like, there's some weird diva yeah, stuff that. Where happened did he end up? That. Where did where did Rivers end up? Uh, the Colts. Yeah, um, but yeah, like there's J.D. Drew who didn't want to. Oh he God. didn't want to get drafted by the Phillies. Eric yeah, Lindros who didn't want to get guys, drafted by the Nordiques. You guys uh, dodge a bullet with J.D. Drew, a um, miserable player. Dodged a D battery. He's a miserable player. Do you not know that reference? I do, but okay. it just I'm just thinking back about the terrible years that I had to deal Wasn't with. Good him. the the one World Series year. He played well in the playoffs, sure, but. Yeah. Please. Uh, he had, he had Manny he had Manny and Ortiz in the lineup with him. I just remember the one Manny home oh, no. run. I can't remember if it was Game Six or Game Seven when they no, came Manny back. Manny wasn't there. It was just Ortiz. No, it was Manny. Manny was there in 07. 08 is when he he got traded to the to the Dodgers. Uh, there you go. So then, yeah, yeah. anyone anyone can play well. He had Mike Lowell and Manny Ramirez and Dave Ortiz in the lineup ahead of him. Anyone can do well in that lineup. Yeah. Anyway, well, Jordy, postscript. Cut the people off, and we'll go to our postscript and keep recording because. Yeah, the, no, the people can hear about your rant about the list. I want to hear what you think because we have not podcasted since I started doing this. I just don't get like how 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 in your head do you think it's right to put LeBron as an as one of your favorite or influential people like of your top thirty sports people or moments in in your lifetime? What a bullshit thing to do yeah so the bottom of the list that is a little it's you know a little more controversy i mean for one it's completely subjective so take it as it is but i'm the brevity of it or the the weight of it, the moment because brevity isn't the right word there but um the weight of the moment is like it's just there you're right like the the cleveland might have been you know calculated and everything 
but that whole series, like that 2016 final, was oh, so and the whole that whole playoffs too. Stop. It was those were really good playoffs. I mean, the the Warriors almost coming back from three one against the Thunder. The Thunder really sticking it to the Spurs when it's that their kind of last ride around the around the block. Um, but like you put on some iconic things that happened, sure, and then you fucking put in LeBron James, please, sure, pal, please. Yeah, and and you know, there's other stuff that I left out there. Um, there's actually a lot. I basically I wrote out what I did to to do it was I wrote out uh, like what are you thinking different moments. There's a bunch of stuff that I could have thrown in there. Like Ken Griffey Jr. 600th, I wanted to maybe put in there. Gretzky's final game, which I remember watching. 9-11, po- you know, post-9-11 baseball. Uh, the put 99, that in. 99 put All-Star any... game at Fenway. Un- put that in. Anything over LeBron. Are you kidding me? I don't know. It felt like, it felt like because of how much, I, how much love I'm throwing Michael Jordan on it, I felt like I had no. to put something like that in there because it's so nope. recent and so like. You should have put Kobe Bryant's 81-point 81 ga- 81 game. Fuck out of here, LeBron yeah, James. I don't know. Like, I, that finals was appointment television, though. Like, like for me, it was like oh I wanted God. to go see if the 73 wins could be completed. And I watched those games. And then, like, I found myself, like, thinking, like, this is, like, this is just torture to see these guys get demolished. And then they come back. They win game five. Then that game six you're talking about. Kyrie has that un- that incredible game where he's fucking nailing threes left and right. And then game seven, I'm out to dinner with my dad for Father's Day, and I went to the bar. Instead of going home, I just went to a bar to watch the end of the game. And, like, the block and the three to watch the end of the game. I remember vividly sitting in the field house watching that. Um, so, I mean, it just, like, my God. experience in watching it and, and consuming that final, it felt like it, 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 felt like it should be on there. Dude, like, put the put the... Put the World Cup. Put I know you put the Women's World Cup, but put like you you went to the you went to the bar. What what was that? The Eagles. I know you did the Eagles run, but talk about like how you like sat in the same fucking seat at the bar every single week because that's where they won. Or well, Greg, do you want me to spoil more moments on the list? Or but my point is that like because that, that's so many, coming. There's so many, to the, That's coming. There's so many better things than than LeBron James. And, uh, well, that's part of it too. Of like, like I, there's stuff there's stuff that's like got kind of con- conglomerated into one post. Like I did Michael Jordan coming back twice instead of just yeah. The and you one did that Tiger I did. twice, and and you should do Tiger twice, and and you should like Michael Phelps. Sure, you know we've had some. We've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to to witness some some great sports moments and and some icons and even you say Bolt is one of the greatest of all time blah 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 just because of his speed and how many times he won and Phelps same thing, but it's like LeBron James, you kidding me? The guy who's like most full, full of himself, like he has no influence on Philadelphia sports in any way, shape, or form, sure. and, and you're out here like. Like, I get that, and like I could have done Rory. You could have put CJ McCollum. PGA. Put CJ McCollum when he was at, and you guys made a run, and and you thought like you were Greg, telling me about him. Greg, when there's we were six in more college. posts. Greg, there's six more posts to go. You're uh, you're naming out some ones that might that are likely to be on there. Well, you, you were telling me about him in college, and and you put LeBron James. So, Greg, this is drop. This will be dropping I I could, on Friday. I wish I could tell you. A post. I will tell you right now. The first time I told you about CJ McCollum was my freshman year. That is Friday's 2010 Patriot League Championship where you could see me on television. 
Dude. If you're listening to this before the blog post is up, I'm sorry for for spoiling it for you. But that is that is numbers that is uh, number six is Lehigh's 2010 Patriot League Championship. Lehigh beat Duke will be another one. Obviously. Well, you told you you told me about that. You told you told me about CJ and like you were like, dude, this kid's legit. This kid's legit. And I was like, all right, dude, he's six five. He's like five ten, and he plays for Lehigh. No chance he's gonna be good. And then, yeah. Have you ever looked up CJ McCollum in, in high school or his freshman yeah, year at Lehigh? Yeah, you sent me all he's that stuff. Tiny. Yeah. It is wild to see. But, like, I don't know. Like, that that's a fair one to throw out there. Like, there's some ones that, like, there's some blatant, like, I fucked up and didn't even include them on, like, the short list that I cut down from. Like, the kick six, the Bama Bama versus Auburn, that probably should have been on the top three. Yes. And it's not oh on Oh, my there. God. Please. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, hand up. This is an imperfect list. So, like, I'm trying to, like, to come with it. I try my best to not change some around. I change around the order of the top seven. So today was Tiger Woods. 08. that was originally number five. And I dropped that to number to number eight. Um, one the of TJ, them, TJ Oshie, TJ Oshie shootout. Yeah. That, how is yeah, he, that? How, that is he not, how do you that, put LeBron in up. over, over TJ Oshie? No, 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 shootout. no, hand up. That's a fuck up. That should have been on there. Cause that's like, uh, I watched that game. I woke up early at like 6am to watch that game and I'm going nuts. I think oh I was like drinking God. in my mom's house, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Because that was the year I lived. I like, home. I couldn't um, have, I couldn't have disliked the post more. If, ugh. No, no, it's I, fair. I, That's a fair. I immediately, one. the second I saw that, I, I don't think I've read a blog since because of that. Oh, Greg, like, oh, it's gotten better. List. Or at least I like, this I'm, list. obviously, I, I think it's gotten better. But I was like, this list is a joke because of this. This guy put LeBron on his list is a joke. I'm out. You haven't read a single one. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. <laughs> Obviously, I've read some. Obviously, I've read your post, but I definitely did. I liked everything but that one. I, I like that I, you think I've only inclu- that I'm only going to include two tigers. Well, so far you've put two tigers. Okay, I was about to say you're like, oh, you only have tiger on tw- you. You only have tiger on twice. I'm like, oh, there's one more, and I even said today, I was like, it's coming. It's going to be on. The 2019 Masters will be in the top six. I won't tell you where, but it's it's on there. Man, I hope he breaks that record. How fucking incredible would that be? What has he got? Three more to go? Four more to go? Yeah, Jack at eighteen. He's at fifteen. <sighs> Even oh, Jack might have at seventeen. No, 18's, I, 18's the number. I think oh, he fuck. has. To, I got auto drafted again. I think eighteen. I think he's got a. I think he's got to tie. 18. If, if he ties eighteen, I could see him being like, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's like the crazy thing about Tiger is like, he very clearly like. He played. He played such a short schedule last year. He played. He. This is his first event this week, um, and he hadn't played since February. Like he hadn't played since the the Genesis that he hosted in L.A. And he just took. Like I think he was supposed to. No, he wasn't even going to play in the players because that started. Um, yeah, I could see him. Well, he pulled out the players because his back hurt. Oh, yeah, but I could very. Yeah. I could very see. I could very easily see him pull a VJ and just like show up for the Masters, show up for this the Memorial, show up for. Like get the sponsors invite to, well, to the majors and it's and not even call sponsors invite. He won the Masters, so all four majors. Well, and he won the PGA Masters and PGA. You're invited for life, but because he won the Masters, he's invited to the U.S. Open, the British Open for the next five years. Yeah, so I could just see him, and I'm I sure just... because the British Open got canceled this year that they'll probably extend that invite to six years for the next five tournaments. You know what I mean? Plus. You're telling me in seven years, if Tiger Woods says, "Oh, I want to play this tournament," they're going to turn him away. Well, that's Please. what they did with Tom. That's what the British Open did with Tom Watson. Okay, but Tom Watson's not Tiger Woods. Uh, to the British Open, Tom Watson is Tiger Woods. Tom Watson is not Tiger Woods. 
not in the and on the grandeur of things, but like Tom Watson and the British Open are. If fucking... I asked, if I asked my wife, or if I asked any non golf fan, I, I understand the point you're making, but like this is like pure purest golf, Jordy coming out and talking about Tom Watson and the British Open. I understand That's what you're saying. Deal. I understand what you're saying, but ratings trump all in the end. And sure. if Tiger Woods in seven years says I want to play X tournament, he will play X. Oh yeah. It's like, well, fucking Steph Curry gets in any tournament he wants to because he's a two handicap. Oh, we didn't talk about that. You want to finish with that? What? The celebrity tournament. You watched that at all at Lake Tahoe last weekend? Uh, a little bit, yeah. So this thing, we so the golf's over the the PGA Tour. We talked about, you know, it's weird with all the schedule shit, and they throw on the the Lake Tahoe uh, American Century Classic. It's the celebrity tournament, and this is some awesome shit, Greg. They got mm-hmm. a ton of different people out there. They have Pat Mahomes, just fresh off his gajillion-dollar contract. Travis Kelsey, who's wearing a Coors Light button-up shirt. They're going nuts. Pat Mahomes goes up and down from the sand. And, like, looks like Tiger Woods making the fucking putt at Torrey Pines. Like, it's not even... It comes off his putter, and he's already walking it in and, like, fist-pumping. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're taking this because I have such a different take. Oh, you don't like it? Continue continue what you're saying. Oh, they show Del Curry and Steph Curry playing together, and they have, like, a father-son bet. You know, good shit there. Uh, they had, Greg, and you know I had to love this. They had Jimmy Rollins, Shane Victorino, and, um, shit, who was the third, who was the third Philly with them? Um, oh, and Chase Utley. Uh, yeah, they had, they had three. Oh, my God. The, Talk oh. about the biggest scumbag in the world. Oh, Holy Greg, shit. Chase Utley is the man a quick editor's note we're about to talk about the chase utley slide on ruben tejada in the 2015 nlds we mistakenly called tejada wilmer flores throughout the next segment we realized we screwed up we looked it up after the show we also looked at the slide still not a great look for chase but i still love him enjoy the debate sorry for the error spikes up are you kidding me spikes up Oh, the play in the 2008 World Series fakes it, the fakes it, spikes and then throws up. it home. What, where he spiked up? Uh, no, that was in, that was when he was with the fucking Dodgers. Although he did it with the Phillies he, too. He, he to spiked up. He spiked up the Mets. The what's the guy's name? He didn't spike up. He went fucking yeah, Wilmer Flores. He went he, through. He, the, he, he went he through tore, the fucking base. He tore a guy's ACL because he's a scumbag and goes. Because he plays up. hard. Oh, he's a scumbag Pete and Rose, plays spikes up, Pete and then Rose they went fucking hard. And then they win the next game because because uh, Syndergaard throws at a guy and, and the umpire is an idiot and throws the Mets him out still afterwards. went to the World Series that year. Oh my what god! What are you talking about? Please, the yeah, Mets they won the National League have, in 2015. They lost because they didn't have Wilmer Flores because Chase Utley's a scumbag. Spikes up. Please. No, the Royals exploited the Mets oh having poor god. defense. Chase Utley that, is and, forever and, the and, man and, in Philadelphia. And, and, and that what's, take... Wilmer, what's what's Wilmer Flores, or Flores known for? For being the guy Chase Utley took out. <laughs> for his defense. For his defense. Oh, the uh, Mets, Mets exposed their defense. No, it's because their best defensive shortstop was spikes up because your boy Chase Utley is a scumbag. Chase Utley is forever the man. Scumbag. Forever the man. As oh, my God. Harry okay, so, so again. Yeah, talk about this tournament. Tell me why you fucking hate this tournament. But hang on. Let's say it comes out tomorrow that Shane Victorino never would happen, but let's say he comes out tomorrow that he mistreats women. Would you think he's forever the man? That's Shane, no Chase Utley is the man. That's his name. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, that's like a yeah. That's 
the material okay so material so people so just because just because just because he did he had a couple of good years with the Phillies doesn't mean he's not a scumbag a couple like I can admit I can admit I can admit okay Roger Clemens Chase Utley was named the great was named second baseman of the decade for the he 2000s. shouldn't have been he shouldn't have been shouldn't Who have been should have been scumbag with his fucking spikes up tour. That's what you should call him. He Spikes only played up. six years and he got named second baseman of the decade. That's Chase, some good fucking shit. Chase spikes up fucking Utley. Scum. Oh, Chase, Greg. Chase, let me ruin some guy's career. Utley. These are fighting words. Anyway, tell, Chase, me, why you, tell me why you hate the why you hate the celebrity events. Chase ruined some guy's career, Utley. Please. Is he on your fucking list? I hope not. He already was. He was athlete number 26. Oh, another reason why I didn't read the blog. Holy shit. Oh, Greg. Fighting words. I was um, so happy that day, too. It was a Saturday. I just played golf, and I knew it was Chase Utley Day. I ugh. played cashmere the entire way on my ride home. Played you know, it when I was in the I'm, shower. I don't want to say I'm rethinking our friendship, but holy shit. You like some scumbags. Holy. Oh, yeah. Okay, Boston. Okay. LeBron, LeBron and Chase Utley? Oh, my okay, God. Boston. Okay. Oh my god. Name me one scumbag from Boston, please. I'll wait. Yeah, uh, we don't need to get into the uh Oh, you got dumb. none. All right. You got none. All right. Ted Boom. Williams was a known douchebag. Was he? Because he's a World War 1 and World War 2 hero, won multiple uh awards and medals for it, but you're right. Scumbag. Okay. Give me another one, please. Oh, none? Okay. Got it. <laughs> you got none? Anything else? Uh, All right. Okay. Nothing else. All right. Good. There you go. No no Boston oh, scumbags. Man. Oh, anyway, you. so you. this tournament, I normally enjoy watching this tournament, uh, but I think I enjoyed it because of the fan aspect. Okay. Because there's that famous, was 16 or 17, the par three, ran the water, and they're playing the music, and yeah, they yeah. have like the basketball court, or the basketball hoop, and like, you know, what's his name, does the, his, his little, his little um, Will Smith dance, um, the Carlton dance and yeah, that whole thing. But this year it just seems so like, I don't want to say serious, but it very much seemed like they were showing the good players rather than showing like the fun side of the tournament. Like, Oh no, I, I, I get what you mean. They like only showed exclusively Aaron Rodgers, Tony Romo, Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey, who I think were in the same group as, as Rogers, but like they were entertaining and they showed Dell and Steph Curry, and that like that was it until they got done, and then they started to show the other groups. I get exactly what you mean. Yeah, and like I just didn't like the way they did it this year um, because they they made it too serious. Not serious, but like the whole point is it's supposed to be a fun turn. But they were like, oh, well, Romo has a chance to win if he can get this point, or oh, yeah, or John Smoltz. Yeah, Smoltz has won X amount of years if he if he chips in from here. And it's like, dude, I'm not here to watch professional. If I wanted to watch good golf, I'd watch the that actual was, golf tournament. I'm I actually here to thought watch. that was hilarious that the fucking the announcers are trying to like critique fucking Charles Barkley's swing. Like, He's really coming across the ball. They're fucking YouTube videos about how bad Charles Barkley's swing is. Not like, even oh, YouTube videos, that- like anything. Yeah, anything. <laughs> Like they're like, oh, he has the hitch again. Like, yeah, that's what makes watching Charles Barkley so funny. Like the fact right. they were taking it so seriously. Like, right. I get what you mean that it's like it's pretty hokey for them to like actually try to critique dudes who like right. play golf as just a side, like as a side spectacle because they're so good at other sports. But like, and that's I and thought that's it was why just fu- I thought it was so funny how serious they were taking it. 
Well, that's why I didn't like the tournament this year for that exact reason. And and yeah, Patrick Mahomes celebrated like oh, did his fist and oh, I made a putt. Uh, but like, dude, okay, yes, good moment, great moment. I don't need to see it every like that's the clip they just showed over and over and over again like oh look at this guy 100 million dollars and he's still celebrating hard for a par putt like dude okay once was enough i don't need to see the highlight every time we come back from from break like show me dell and steph and matching shirts show me dell talking shit to steph that he's about to beat him like well i think it goes back to the same thing we talked about with like you know, ESPN, what they decide to, to broadcast, like there's stuff that plays, you know, there's stuff that, that brings in the, you know, even the point that you made about what golfer drives the furthest and drives ratings, like showing these big names. Like, I think, I don't know. That's, it's probably like what they want to make sure that like the average person who happens upon the golf channel sees, you know, well, it was like, it was like what Charles Barkley. Um, he was with like a guy who like ended up worse than him. I forget who we played with, but it, like all we saw was Charles. That seemed like a. I think it was like Emmett Smith and, or I don't know. Oh yeah, no, a really Jerome good Bettis, running back. Jerome Bennis, yeah, Jerome yeah. Bennis. Jerome Bennis, I, the bus I just, has become the mega bus. A really, a really good running back. That's what I thought. And Bettis apparently had a worse score than Barkley. Like, show us that. Like, that's relatable. Like, show us those guys having fun. Like, I'm sure they're betting a shitload of money. Like, give us, oh, yeah. give us more, oh, give us more of the fun stuff and less of like. Oh, you know, Tony Romo plays on tour and and you know, he if he really gets his game going and and he could, you know, he could yeah, be that, great. Yeah, that's a fair point. Like it's not real golf. Don't treat it like real golf. Don't sit here and and talk to me like real golf. Like you said, don't analyze Charles Barkley's swing. I don't need to see that. I I want to see celebrities play like assholes like me and you. If um, they'd gotten like someone that's like clearly a comedian but like like in sounding serious but being comedic would that have like would that like that would have been better right like if they have gotten like like bill bird like pretend to be like you know how like he he was on Chappelle's show forever as the uh like the fake serious guy who like is saying like sounds serious but is like actually being funny like if he's yes. that guy and it's a color commentator like that would have been a thousand times better yes and no because i often find when when comedians do that it's not their fault but when they do that they they know why they're there, right? They know mm-hmm. they're there to talk. They're, they're there to make jokes. They're there to laugh. And it's like, for that type of tournament, I want less of other people. And I want, like I said, I want to hear more of like Kelsey and, and Mahomes were trashed. Like show us, the, show us them drinking and shotgunning beers. And, you know, yeah, he's they all, a fucking Coors Light hat. <laughs> yeah. They all jumped in the lake right yeah. on 18. Like show us that, you know, like, that's the stuff I want to see in the interactions of like normal people or, or professional athletes acting like normal people. Cause that's what they are at the end of the day, you know, and they're just and like us. You're right. Bill Burr or, or any comedian, whatever would have been funny doing it. But again, they comedians, cause they, they, the business talking, they would, I don't want to say dominate, but they would a thousand percent not know when to be quiet and, and sure. talk over Charles Barkley making a joke about, Hey, Jerome Bettis, I suck and I'm better than you, you know, like, so yes and no. Um, but like years past, I enjoyed watching it. And this year I did not. Would have been better if they, like they'd had an, like, like what the match did. Charles Barkley made me think this of how he was doing like color commentary for the match between 
uh, Tom Brady, Tiger, Phil, and, and uh, Peyton. Like, if they had had, like, obviously he's playing, but if they have, like, I'm trying to think of somebody, like. No, like, even JT during the match was doing comment, and that yeah. was hilarious because JT was, like, he knows the guys. He was, like, talking trash to them, plus yeah, he was yeah, talking yeah. trash to Charles and, like, something like that. I guess that's sure. the difference, too, is they were mic'd up. So, like, there's something like that. So they knew, like, like Tiger, obviously, and that was, like, keeping quiet. And they, like, knew when he could say a one-liner. Same with Tom Brady. Like, they, like, kind of kept their mouths shut. And they're, like, when Tom Brady can be, like, suck a truck and all that sort of stuff. That's a really good right. point. Right. So that's my – was my gripe with that tournament. Um, all right. That's fair. And my gripe with your list is fucking Chase Utley and LeBron James. Ugh, what a joke. And I get that it's the series and, and you did the series for LeBron, but – you still chose LeBron as the as the poster child and and well, like to your point, as a seventy sixers like, fan, like come on, please. To your point though of like what people remember and like what runs like what like what plays with like the average person like you like Kyrie hit the hit the dagger the three pointer like people remember the block like that's and part of it's because it's LeBron, um, but yeah, I mean hand up like there's a bunch of stuff that I missed that that admittedly like i forgot to put it on this initial list that i threw together you know one sunday afternoon when i realized oh june 23rd is on i think it was thursday uh, wednesday or thursday day of this week like let's get a list together like i did five years ago with the sports years thing um but yeah i mean it's it's all valid i'm not any critiques that i get like somebody was upset that i didn't have soccer players as like the numbers of the athletes that i chose like i don't really know like soccer players are my favorite athletes i you know, picked players who are my favorites uh, for those. Oh, fuck those guys. Yeah. Please. Yeah, it's just your list. And then the day yeah. it's your list. You're yeah, allowed to exactly. do whatever you want. One guy freaked and... out that I had Ryan Howard's MVP season. He was like, he turned out to be a bum. And I was like, yeah, but he fucking set the frame. He said 58 home runs in one yeah. season. Like, did you not and have again, fun watching that year? Like, Yeah. And again, it's your, it's your list. Like, I would have Manny Ramirez on my list because – like you said, it was a blast to watch him play, and sure, he was doing. Maybe would have been and... a good one for twenty four, but it's hard not to go with Kobe. No, again, I'm I'm just saying for my own list. I'm I'm saying like it's all you can oh, do yeah. whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's subjective, which is what I said in that but, opening thing. Being like, but, there's, but to, this is an imperfect list. To say, and I know that, but to say that I'm disappointed in you is an understatement because oh, that's you, that that cuts deep. You put LeBron after. It makes me secretly think that you like him. Have you liked him this whole time after how many pods we've done together and how many times I've shit on him? Have you you just like no? I agree. He's you, a fucking baby. But like, see, you you say that, but the, you say that you say that, but then you turn around and and you know now you're now you're now he's one of your top athletes of your not top athletes moments, not athletes moments. Athletes were the different numbers, were the numbers themselves. Um, but like. So part of it, like I, I kind well, of. Well, when it comes to, to six, are you going to put LeBron on Miami? No, oh, God no. <laughs> uh, I'm debating between Ryan Howard or Dr. J for number six. I'm probably going to do Dr. J. I think I did Bill Russell from nine years ago, which I don't know why I would have picked Bill Russell. Because he's the fucking greatest NBA player in terms of wins of all time. Yeah, that's probably why. There was a lot of Boston on that original list. Did you bribe me? No, <laughs> it's because like I had, of how I had, I had Dustin Pedroia at fourteen. Well, he was the best second baseman, yeah. way better than fucking scumbag Utley. Spikes up Utley. The laser show, man. What a we were talking about that last week on the podcast. But what a commercial that was. You want to talk about like the Red Sox trajectory if he stayed healthy? Oh yeah. Oh. I mean, 
What there was the one year where everybody was hurt, right? There was that was a couple years. And he then, went from he went from winning the he went from winning the MVP two years in a row, or like should have won two years in a row, but it, to like knee injury after probably scumbag Utley probably what did he, rolled he, he into went, him. What year did he win MVP? Oh seven or oh eight? Scumbag Utley probably rolled up into him, and then Machado did it right after and copied him. And and Pedroia, honestly, it was the Machado slide, and Pedroia's knee has never been the same. Maybe that's why I feel so strong about Utley because Pedroia. Machado's the, like he's way worse than anything. Chase Utley just did that twice in the playoffs. Stop right? it. One time was in the, in the regular stop season. Stop it. It's Machado the same. was trying to fucking step on dude's ankles on first base. It's Jay the same. Just slid hard. It's the same. Machado slid hard into Pedroia, and Pedroia has had a knee injury and out ever since. Utley did the same exact thing to Wilmer Flores, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Literally the same thing. Literally the, the same, same thing. But it's two instances thing. versus a lot of documented instances of Manny Machado doing that at first base, not even just at second base. Okay. Like he short Bryce stepped. How many times has, did he do that has, there? Has has Bryce Harper ever intentionally hurt someone? He has not. Okay. Bryce Harper is Jesus. Case apparently. closed. Case closed. He also he also looks like someone that we apparently know, according to that person. Has Shane Victorino ever slid into someone trying to hurt them on purpose? I like that you keep picking Shane Victorino. I like that we have him as our uh, as our bridge, World <laughs> Series champions. <laughs> Again, my what about point Jimmy is... Do you have strong opinions about Jimmy Rollins? No. Good. He guaranteed it, man. Should he had the original. He has, he has the Philly guarantee. Should I have strong feelings about him? You should just know, as if you read the Phillies post yesterday, he said, I think we're the team to beat, and then they were the team to beat for five years in the NL East. So, boom. Oh, how, many World, how many World Series did they got out of it? One? Yeah, they got one. Should have got more. Cody Ross, man. That guy. Who'd they lose to the second time? They lost to the Yankees. Ugh. Yeah, that was... Ugh. That was A-Rod, wasn't it? That's a- yeah, A-Rod hit the fucking camera in right field at Citizens Bank Park. That was A-Rod purple lips. Ah, I'll never give. I'll never forgive the Phillies for letting A-Rod win a championship. It's fucking Fox's fault, man. They had the fucking camera in right field. You remember that shit? I'll, I'll never That turned forgive. the series around. The Phillies I'll won game forgive. one. Chase Utley hit two home runs, and Cliff oh, Lee scumbag. dominated. 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 Uh, sorry, I thought I sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, they dominated them in Game One, and then he did again whenever he pitched later in the World Series. Then Pedro had a what? Had a eh, game in Game oh. Two when my dad and I were there. Hideki, Mats- Hideki Matsumi, I almost called him Hideki Matsuyama, went off in that game. He had that late inning home run, and then some fucking loud douchebag sitting behind me tried to, tried to talk shit at me. Pedro was my favorite player. Oh, I love. Remember, I tried to get you to drive down to Philadelphia when the Phillies signed him. I was like, "Yo, you gotta come down." His first starts in five days. You gotta come down to this game. You're like, what are you talking about? We're going to college in five days. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to college in twelve days. <laughs> you went to college a week before I did. <laughs> yeah. Plus, again, like, Pedro's unreal. You, I'm still, I'll forever. Uh, I mean, forever not forgive the Phillies for that. Unforgivable. It was tough, for letting man. for letting A Rod with his purple lips beat the fucking. And then 2010, Cody All right, Ross who, goes off. Who, who's a bigger scumbag? A-Rod slapping the ball or Chase Utley intentionally injuring and career-ending a guy twice? A-Rod. A-Rod's a – are you kidding Stop me? Stop it. A-Rod took steroids and was a complete Stop shithead. It. Stop it. You're just now trying to troll me. You're getting, Chase me, Utley took you're getting steroids my blood too. boiling, and it's working, Greg. 
Chase had like six steroids too. He dumped and ran for LA. What the LA. fuck are you talking about? He's a scum. All right, you're just trying to get me going. What no. else can we talk about so that it, we aren't so we don't try to kill each other virtually through not, the computer it, screen? Just just admit he's not a scum or he's a scum. You, I'm not. I'm not going to admit it. He ended someone's career. He, he didn't end I his mean, career. He just hurt him. He played hard. It's a hard tackle. Hard slide. Did he ever? Did Did he ever play to the level he did it again? No. Is he still in the league? No. Did he ever play to the World Series caliber starting shortstop that he he was? No. Oh, was that because Chase Utley hurt him? Yes. Is Chase Utley a scumbag for doing that? Yes. Did Chase Utley do it again later on to a different team? Yes. When did he do it again? He did it twice. You said it yourself. He did it once with the Phillies in like 2010. Proven and then he track did it again record. In 2015. Proven track record. It was to the same guy and the same team. To the Mets. Scumbag. Ugh. Capital S. Ugh, Capital Greg. B. Greg. Big S, big B. Anyway, anything else? Scum. That we need to talk about. <laughs> trying to laugh it off, but uh, my arms are tight. <laughs> Do you yeah, think you got... Nick Foles will win the starting job? With the Bears? Yes. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like I've like I like Mitch Trubisky. I hope that that doesn't turn into like a you know complete disaster story for the Bears. You know, I don't know if I'm just saying that because all my cousins are Bears fans and you know they're getting a lot of shit with Mahomes winning the Super Bowl and now getting a gajillion dollars. But uh, I don't know. I love Big Dick Nick. You know, he's a great dude. Um, he also is getting paid a lot of money, so good for him. He deserves it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, we'll have to see what happens. Jordy, looking back, would you have preferred Eli or Philip Rivers? Ooh, that's a good question. Probably Philip Rivers. Gunsling it, man. I'm a big, uh, big gunsling guy. Let's say, because realistically, yeah, Phil went to Indy, but realistically, the, both the- him and... The Eagles both already had Mac though, so. But what I'm saying, both him and Eli are done. You know, one, two, blah, blah, blah. Realistically, who would you rather have? Are we saying like the Eagles don't have Donovan McNabb already? No, if you, I mean, looking back, if you, if you're the Giants in, in San Diego, would you do that trade all over again? Uh, I mean, if you're the, I don't know, if you're the Giants, I feel like Rivers gets you gets a lot done for you. Yeah, so I, he, I, I probably if you're San Diego, like, I don't know, like it, it's something too of like a guy who's gonna be like this negative Nancy in your locker room doesn't want to play there and all this sort of stuff, and it's gonna like sit around and stamp his feet. You know, the, you, you don't want that. Uh, River, Rivers wins the Super Bowl as much as Eli does, if not more. If he's with the Giants, yes. Oh, I I I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think he does. I think he does a lot more. A lot more success with the receivers he had, with Tiki Barber, and with that defense. I mean, that's like the biggest part of the Giants and the two Super Bowl titles in the Eli era, is that the defense was unreal. With Strahan, with the awesome D-line they had with... Um, Justin Tuck. Justin Tuck. Um, oh, I'm going to forget a lot. Like, there's all these different... Michael Thwayhan. Michael, yeah, I already said Strahan, but... Um, Michael Thwayhan. Um... That's his gap teeth. That's him talking Jason, with his. I, I him, understood the reference. That's him talking with Jason his gap Pierre teeth. Jason Pierre-Paul in the second one. I don't think he was there in 08 uh, or 07. Um, oh, I hate Michael Strahan. 
What a scum. I'm sure you do. Everybody's scum, aren't they? Um, no, no, no. Michael Strand's not a scum. Just Chase Utley. <laughs> uh, good thing... St- you want, oh, man. Good thing we didn't have this with Stevie G. Stevie G would probably have uh, murdered me. Oh, I mean, you Stevie want to talk- G. Yeah, we've Matt- had some battles about the Giants, too. Oh, I'm sure you have. Oh, man, you had to, You probably watched the game with him. That second one, Mario oh, Manningham. Don't even. Yeah, that uh, that oh catch probably. God. Was that, Please. David Tyree has to be, like, the worst moment. Like, if we're going to do the reverse list, is David Tyree the worst moment for you? No, it was David. It was the Plaxico push-off that never got called. That's the that's your worst moment in sports history, or in your life? No, uh, live sports, live sports. The worst ever live sports thing that happened to me was watching the Bruins blow a three nothing <laughs> series lead and three nothing game lead in Game Seven. Up. Live sport. That was that was the worst live in person thing oh, I've seen. It worked. It wasn't even trying. That was the worst live person thing I've seen, honestly. Um, but is it disrespectful that I only put it at number ten on my list? No, it was it was a because again it's because they didn't win. That's why they, that's why they didn't get any higher than that. And it's and it's two hard fought teams that like you know it's whatever. Yeah. Um, honestly, the worst is the perfect season. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Is is that like the moment? David Tyree is the moment, or is it the the, the Burris push? I think that they frustrated me the most is that they Brady I have a went down. List, so like, you well, can Brady ask went me. down. Brady went down. Brady went down. Led led a two minute warning, but he scored with too much time on the clock. Yeah. The Giants' defense was so good the whole game, and then all of a sudden in the two minute warning, Brady marches down the field a minute, and then gives Eli a minute to come down and throw to Plaxico pushed off. And then the other game, Gronk with a bum ankle. It reminded me of T.O., the Hail Mary pass. Gronk would have caught it if he didn't have a bum ankle. He was, like, close. Didn't it hit his hands? Yeah, like, he, he like, jumped for it, and he missed it by, like, an in, or two inches. And, and the worst part about it, Jordy, I kid you not, that sports science guy, and I've never liked sports science di- since, they did a fucking sports science on if Gronk was healthy, and they were, like, took his – when Gronk has a healthy foot, he jumps this far – and he missed the ball by this much. He would have Sports caught science. it if he jumped that fucking whatever that guy's name is. Ugh. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember his name. I just remember him. He did so many weird things. He like taught it. He like did a sports science about how like cold makes it harder to do sports. I was like, do we need a twenty minute segment on Sports Center about this? Oh my god! It, speaking of that, by the way, every time it's cold outside, and I'm like, oh, so Laurel, if you notice the. Uh, the tires in the car are super low. The pressure is super <laughs> low because it's super cold out. So all those people who, who claim that Deflategate's a real thing, if you look at the PSI of the of these tires right here, right now, you will see. Boom. <laughs> oh my god. I'm glad this is I'm glad we've just gotten uh, to air out the uh, our grievances with the sports world. You we talked about uh, Kawhi a little bit. Uh, we talked Close. about Cody yeah. Ross. Fuck that guy. Um, I talked about Scott Stevens off the air, but that's the reason why the Devils will be my forever, my forever number one hated hockey team. Then that Scott fucking Stevens. 2012 year where fucking uh, not Pat. I almost said Pat Zajac. Um, Zajac. I forget his first name. Travis. Travis Zajac. 
Uh, he has this unreal series against the Flyers. Fucking Brodeur and Corey Schneider step up huge. And, like, just, oh, fuck that team. And then they go on and they get smoked by the fucking Kings, who then take the, the of all dumb awards, but take the, the best upset Espy from Lehigh beating Duke. So it's just a double whammy. Jonathan Quick. Yeah, Jonathan Quick, Avon guy. Remember, um, remember watching him play at Avon? I do remember watching him play at Avon. Ripped out our hearts and, and Jake's heart. Oh my we God. saw it live. That do was... you remember that goal? They the lost in overtime. They lost in overtime. Berkshire, so the, Jake's team lost in overtime. Yeah. The, that goal, so we're talking about a high school hockey game, but Quick was the goalie, and the puck hit off the fucking pole that the boards were attached like attached between, and it pops out right in front of the Berkshire goalie, Charlie Ogilin, and it might have even been Cam Atkinson, picks it up, off, like, literally off of, like, a spinning puck, and just... He was just right place, right time. Right, t- right place, right time, and just snipes it. Ugh. I mean that team, like, those are the two that I can stick that stick out of my brain. But like, I'm sure like half of that team at least had a lick in the AHL. Well, they, they the had the, they had that B, they had Biega. Yeah, that's right. They had Biega. That kid was unreal. They, all three of the brothers ended up at Harvard, yeah. and and two of the three or all three ended up playing NHL or, or at least AHL. Um, but yeah, that that but that Berkshire team. I mean. You talk about there the was McCarthy, who's still in the, who's still in the coast, if not sniffing the A. Well, you had Division One player, Jake's Division One player. You had Sully, Division Kevin player. Sullivan, national champion, Division One player. You had Trevor Mangord, national champion, Division One player. Justin Augusta, Division One player, like AHL the, player, Augusta. Yeah, the list goes on and on of like that Berkshire team was. I don't want to say equally as talented, but because they didn't have the NHL guys, but they were. You could argue just as talented. Could you imagine if, like, some of the players who, who like, like if if Kevin Miller was a year younger and PG'd into that team, like if he and Augusta were D partners, could you imagine that? Wait, that wasn't Augusta's year, or that wasn't Kevin Miller's year. Kevin Miller was a was a PG our sophomore year. This is our junior year that they went oh, to yeah, the playoffs. Jake and lost. didn't come till junior year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that team, like that team with with. Kevin Miller, Perkins, all yeah. these different kids that were like really fucking good. Uh, Diorio before he got kicked out, um, J Rabs, Rainer, Cam. Well, Cam was on that team, that 08 team, but and 09 because he PG'd in our year. But like they Bonomo before he got hurt, like they they were fucking stacked. I honestly think from from that sophomore year team, I think there's probably maybe two or three kids that didn't play college hockey i was about to say that about the 08 team our junior team of like how many of them because there's so many d3 players that that came out of that team too that's what i mean i think that that sophomore year team i think jake's that team i, I honestly because kyle lockwood keith um yeah cam miller cam miller they all um, play d3 what's his name a head prefect what was his name richie Pillai. oh yeah richie well he did he play ncaa though or was he just or was he Oh he did and then he transferred. He went to Con College and then transferred to NYU. Uh, yeah, and then he ended up going somewhere else. Yeah, he did about he did a he did a few years, um ACHA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh, He went to NYU because he had Abby Tufts' dad as a professor. And then the that. backup goalie played at Yale. Yeah, Connor. Connor Wilson. He won a national championship. There you go, three national champions. Yeah. And McCarthy ended up leaving to play on 
US, the US, the US, U.S. national development team. And then he's he's still on the coast. Did he Jake plays for the Reading Royals. Did Jake go to that tryout? Or did... He went to the tryout and needed to make the team. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if... I think he did. I think Sully did. Yeah, I guess at the time... I think they all did, didn't they? Like, obviously, you were a much better hockey player than I was, so I'm not even close to that level, but, like, you probably... You at least knew kids. Or knew... knew you were more plugged into that sort of thing. Yeah, but, like, that year, McCarthy was just better. He was such a good playmaker. That line, it was, like, him... It was him, Jake, and somebody. It might have been him, him, Jake, and Keith. No, I think it was... Oh, yeah, it was Keith. But I thought it was Sully. I think Sully I think and Jake right. got, got together our senior year, their junior year. I think it was Keith. And then... Uh, sorry, this we will have to cut this for the people, but um, our senior year, that was the year that Mangoya got hurt in, like, the, the second period. We were up, like, 4 nothing or 4-1, to one, and then Mangoya got hurt... And Zeke let up. No, it was the reverse. I mean, Goya got hurt, like, right at the beginning, and we lost, like, 7-1 against against uh, Salisbury in the Salisbury. old rink. Yeah. yeah. I thought it, I thought it was close. No. No, it wasn't close at all. They, like, I think it was, like, 1-1, and then Mingo goes down, and they get fu- and we got roasted. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to cut this, because I think I'm, I want to hear if anybody actually listened to our high school hockey glory day breakdown that we weren't even on that we weren't even on we're just like reminiscing as like the early days of greg and jordy who did not do a a radio show together but just us like being degenerate fans and uh there's that word again you keep using that word i use degenerate a lot i there's like a there's like an instagram post me calling my roommates degenerates like we're all back together in new york for lehigh lafayette new york city me like check out these degenerates oh my god Lehigh Loft's not going to be played this year. What are you going to do? Yeah, I don't there know. goes Is the streak. Like... There goes the streak. I mean. <laughs> there goes the streak. You know, the longest. Oh, shit. You know, still the most played game. You know. Oh, shit. Still the most played game. There goes the streak, boys. All right, call me when, uh, call me when Syracuse Pitt gets to 150. <laughs> yeah, right. What a joke! I think it's funny because the last couple of years, Syracuse. Yeah, speaking is, of rivals, who's what's rivalry week for for Syracuse football? They tried to do BC for a while. Now that they're back in the ACC, but yeah. th- as of this year, like they they played them on Thanksgiving, but as of this year, uh, that's not happening because they're oh. open. They were supposed to open the season, or they are technically scheduled to open the season versus BC as opposed to playing them at the end of the season. Interesting. Well, Florida Florida State and Miami did that for a while. Yeah, but they weren't in the same conference. No, that was they? A, they were ACC opponents as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the ACC was doing something where they, like, you played your rival because Clemson would play South Carolina and... Oh, I, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, oh, fuck, who was the other team that played out of conference? Georgia Tech and Georgia. Florida State and Florida. Okay, there you go. Um, for Thanksgiving games, but yeah, so so yeah, I don't know. They're not doing that this year. Georgia but, State, Georgia Tech. Um, trying to think, trying to think of football. None. I don't know. Basketball is obviously Georgetown. Oh yeah. And then 
a distant second is Villanova because they're just fuck Villanova. You know, it's uh, it was all, it was interesting growing up near there. I've explained this to you offline before. I don't want I don't want to trash Villanova. I have friends who went there, but uh, yeah, it's it's a similar opinion of of Penn State football. Of a lot of people think because oh, I'll they trash lived... Villanova. Fuck Villanova. Well, I know you would because you you went to a biggie school, but Villanova fun. But like with Villanova, at least like growing up there, like everybody rooted for Villanova basketball because it was like the team right there. And I was like, yeah. just thought like. Because, like I thought college sports were different because it was like you the connection you went there your parents went there and ah no wonder why you're a Duke fan well it's all coming together now it, but not even because just that, of because like, of Villanova you, your choices were Villanova or JJ Redick and Duke I get it pre JJ Redick whoa 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 Shane Battier it's some uh some early earlier connections to there but it all went away all went away in in 08 when I visited but um man 2008 really coming around you um, went and visited you didn't like it i did not like it It was the first college i visited i still think that if i had gone i went duke and wake forest in the same day and i was so bummed that i didn't like duke that i barely gave wake forest a fair shake and then did uva the next day and loved uva yeah i had a, uh, I had a friend who went to uva liked it a lot yeah if i if i, if I got into uva i would have gone there which you know would have been a bummer i'm really happy to have been you know part of lee it loved lehigh and how do you be a part of, you know, Lehigh Lafayette and how do you get into Lehigh and not Virginia? That makes Virgi- no sense. Oh, Virginia is impossible to get into if you're not from the state. That makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, it's like the out-of-state acceptance rate is like 4% or something. It's incredibly hard to get into. Yeah, but Lehigh is a better school. You know, the world works in mysterious ways, Greg. Yeah, true. You never would have met Matty D. I would not have. We probably would. We probably wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. Uh, we probably would have found a way to do it. I don't know. I think did I would Lehigh, have still been. In- did Lehigh stoke the fire that is athletics? Uh, if I went to UVA, they had decent football. Been, I think when we were in college. No, had, you would have oh, been. You would have been a lacrosse fan. I'll tell you yeah, that. Lacrosse, baseball. Their basketball team was starting to become good when we graduated, and then became really good. Stop it. Sands losing to the fucking uh, UMBC. They're stop it. They're they're I mean, they're the they're the reigning national champions. Who? UVA. Stop it. They are. They didn't play a tournament this year. So. Is it just triggering you? Another orange team, another orange and blue school in the ACC. They have the title, not you guys. Nah, I, stop it. <laughs> No, no, no. Syracuse basketball. You'll we had our shot. We had our shot. They blew it. I don't you know. Won't, you, I, won't be, you don't think they'll be back? It's tough because everything in me wants to say yes because Beheim, his son's there, so it's like you want to build a good team for your son, but I don't, they did not do well. Weren't they, didn't they have a decent year this year? Uh... They were a bubble team at best. Ah, okay, okay. All right, well, you know, there's always next year. Fuck you. It's always next year. Hey, I mean, Lehigh should have won the Patriot League however many years. They haven't been back since 2012, so you at least had a Final Four in that interim. There's always money in the banana stand. No touching. No touching. No touching. No touching. Uh, well, Greg, I think uh, 
Arrested Development jokes mean that it's probably time to wrap this thing up, unless you got anything else. Oh, man. This has been a long one, huh? Uh, well, I have to edit a little bit, so it'll probably not be as long. But, Greg, we have the Megapod coming up. <laughs> if this is not a Megapod, I'm so fearful for what you consider <laughs> a Megapod. Uh, well, this will end up being... Yeah, this will end up being a long one. Never mind. Um, all right. Well, Greg, we'll see. We'll we'll talk later later next week. Preview some baseball. Have a good time. Oh God. Hey, you, you're excited. I'm excited, but also, well, you know what? This gave the Red Sox a year to like lick their wounds for getting rid of Mookie like idiots, and. You know, allow them to take a good look at themselves and be like, all right, what are we doing wrong? Yeah, you know, we'll see how it happens. I mean, I'm just hoping pitching uh, surprises me here in Philadelphia. So, high hopes, imagine, man. Imagine, imagine having an unbelievable manager and then getting rid of him. Because the front office can't give him any pitching help. Hey, I mean, I'm excited for Joe Girardi. I'm, oh, but I understand God. what you mean. Oh. Don't remind me. <laughs> you know, I was I was gonna root for the Phillies too, but no Gabe the Babe and fucking Joe Girardi. What's the point? You know, uh, I don't know. Exciting shit. <laughs> no, there there is no point. Is what you're saying? There's always a point, Greg. It's always a reason to live. <laughs> Not with fucking Joe, Joe Girardi. Oh, my God. All right, Jordy. This has been a terrible ending. I love yeah, you. That's fine. I love you, buddy. All right, everybody, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Find us on Facebook, the, the Bullpen Cart Podcast. Um, be a part of the conversation. I did not put up a questions poll, but I will for our Baseball is Back preview. That'll be coming early next week. So join the Facebook group. Be a part of the conversation. I'll probably post Instagram and Twitter things, collecting questions as well. Greg, thank you as always. Sorry this one ended up being a a longer one than we originally thought, but I'm glad it was. I'm glad we got to catch up. Go Sox. Go Bees. I'm confused. What are you waiting for? I I didn't know if you wanted to say a final word or not. You know, Jordy, this has been a blast, as always. Um, two things. Philly fans, or 76ers fans, you're welcome for giving you a, a rival to a, a natural rival, I should say, in the Raptors or the Bucks. Please find your find a, find a, find a franchise that will reciprocate your uh, hatred, f- you know, because you're just not going to get it from Boston, so... By all means, take your anger out. Go off, queen or king or non-binary, however you identify. But just you're not going to get it from Celtics fans. So you're welcome. (laughs) Um, And for you, Jordy, LeBron and Chase Utley really, really rubbed me the wrong way with that list. Just FYI. What? You love the list. Let's not get carried away. Love's a strong word. All right. Well, Greg, we'll talk to you later. Everybody have a great weekend. And go Phils. Go 
Bruins.